It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book. We're happy to be with you as always. It is a football Friday, the second Friday of December. How about that? December 8th already. Just you, you blink your eyes and... If we were other regions of the country, we'd have snow. Thankfully, we don't see that well, here. You know what the no. second Wednesday of December? Go ahead. I get my social security. Oh, that's <laughs> that's big. A couple <laughs> dimes. What the you, hell? You, you know, you know. I I, I was going to make another joke, but I didn't want Vinny to run me off the set. That's right. Yeah. It's uh, enough. I, I, okay. There's I, enough age sensitive we'll remarks at so. some point. Yeah. <laughs> but, Come on, uh, man. You know, it's uh, it's a different look football Friday for us today. Yeah. Uh, only one FBS game this weekend. That's, of course, the Army-Navy game, which mm-hmm. is in Foxborough, Massachusetts this year, which yeah, is interesting. Whatever. It's usually not yeah. in the rotation. Yeah. Uh, there also are, as as Chris, you brought this up earlier in the week, a whole collection of FCS games in the FCS playoffs, which, <laughs> uh, though based off your reaction, we're going to get to that in a second. We got great business. Go ahead. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, all the NFL games here today. Uh, but let's first start. You know what? As we all expected, we're starting the show with Furman and Montana, Chris, because that is a football game tonight. Yeah. Of course, Montana, uh, uh, your family up there, yeah. right, right by the... Uh, My daughter just got uh, accepted into the doctorate program at Montana. At, uh, at Missoula, Montana, right? In Missoula, that's, yeah, that's, not that's Montana right. State, in Missoula. So yeah. uh, the Grizz, taking on the Paladins of Furman mm-hmm. tonight, are 17-point favorites to open the weekend. And based off your reaction, these games... Are doing great action for you. Well, this guys. one tonight, I'm getting great two way action. We were seven. Nice. It's a toggler, seventeen and seventeen and a half. I'm As we expect, great yes. two way action. Well, I said, you know, I told we we usually don't put them up till day of the game, but I told my guy Joe Holler, I said let's put them up early. I said we got so many people, and look at the lineup: Montana, South Dakota State, North Dakota mm-hmm. State, South Dakota, and Idaho. Well. In case you haven't noticed, Jeff, we have the rodeo going on, and we have all these people here from those states in particular, yeah. and they want to come in and bet their teams, you know. So, uh, you know, I don't know. We were off on a couple numbers and a couple other numbers we did okay on, but uh, they're up and bettable, and the, uh, the the action's been great. The interest interest is even better in the action, but even though you know, a lot of people come up and they're 10 and $20 bets, and, you know, God, I, I love it. I mean, you can't even walk through this place right now. It's so crowded. I love that Italian town, Missoula. Yeah, you heard the famous dish, pasta Missoula. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a, a, another. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, the Italians, but one of the best gyros, gyros to you. Oh, I know, American I know, I gyros. I know, yeah, I know you're the gyros, you're... the ball that Daisuke Matsuzaka threw when he was in baseball. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, is in Missoula. I mean, a really? Greek, Greek family owns it. I've had it a couple sure. of times. I talked to you. Give it yeah. a rating that's good enough for us. I get, I'm telling you right Excellent. now. When when I'm in Missoula, it's one of the first places I go. To. I wish I knew the name of the place. It's called like the Athenian or something like that. Wow. Anyway, I apologize for not knowing, but it's a great Yedo place in Missoula, Montana. And I bet you, Chrissy's got a, a similar standard for me. You know, always the games are on there too, right, Chrissy? I've only been there in the daytime, Vincent. So. Gotta well, knowing, have it. knowing my people, I know. I would say they're probably no question. Right. Always frequent. Not, it's got to have good food, and the owner's got to be in action. Very key. Well, there's plenty of Greeks in action. I oh, I know. I know that. I know that for sure. Uh, the other FCS games this weekend. We'll just hit these real quick. Tomorrow, Villanova at South Dakota State. Throw out the record books when those teams play. Uh, well, South Dakota State was like minus one ninety before this they are to supposed it. to be, you know, just awesome. I haven't followed the FCS that closely this year. I do follow the Montana and Montana State uh-huh. team, so I follow the Big Sky. 
but I'm not sure what the conference South Dakota State's in. But they are same, same one as, uh, as as North Dakota State. That Val- okay, yeah, the they are yeah. they are awesome supposedly, and uh, you know what? Good for them. God bless. I think that's fantastic. I've got South Dakota State in my uh, top thirty-five. Yeah, in really? The power okay. Rate. Yeah, I believe that you. Yeah. I, they're good. I, they're legit. I forget who it was. Someone. Someone who I don't remember if it was. One of the guys from the Westgate, or if it was someone else who was tweeting about that, that had them similarly yeah. similarly yeah. ranked to what Vinny has yeah. of a top forty team in the wow. FCS level. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, with the Jackrabbits of uh, of South Dakota State, uh, North Dakota State uh, beat Montana State in just, yeah. just uh, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Fa- fashion oh. for the Bobcats. A PAT blocked in in overtime to end your season. To end your season at home. Brutal. Uh, brutal. brutal. Uh, the Bison. Our road favorites at South Dakota. This yeah. is actually an interesting one because the Coyotes actually beat the Bison in the Fargo Dome earlier this oh, year. Oh, is that right? Look um, at you doing your homework. Fargo I, Dome. Yeah, I, I actually am going to bet the Coyotes in this. Game. Are you really? Uh, okay. Going to see if we get a seven. Which uh, oh, geez, looks, we just went to sixteen and a half with Montana. We got a bet on mm, Furman. There we go. Uh, We're sweating that seventeen middle. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That'd be pretty good. I, I think Mr. Garner could overcome it. <laughs> I, think, I think so. And then the last one. Again, another one. If you throw out the record books, Albany going going to uh, to Idaho at the Kibbe Dome. That's a hell of a trip. I got to tell you, uh, yeah. the Great Danes of of Albany. Oh, that's that's an amazing one. But uh, four and a half. Uh, obviously, the Great Danes. Uh, if it's only four and a half with an Idaho yeah. team that was quite good at the FCS yeah. level this year, yeah. only four and a half in that. Uh, Remember John Freeze by any chance? Uh, not a, not a name I know. Pretty a, a good quarterback at that division. I think he was a sixth round draft choice. Okay. Big strong kid. Didn't really make in the pros. Hung around for a couple years. I saw him play at Nevada a couple times when Nevada was in the the Big Sky. And uh, he was a hell of a player. Like I said, didn't make it in the pros. I was kind of rooted for him, but uh, lasted a few years in the NFL. Uh, I, all I will say with these games, they're always fun. And uh, who knew that more than a fourteen playoff would work, right, Chris? <laughs> Imagine that. Well, I, you know, Jeff, the other thing we've we've said, and we said about you know the basketball in these leagues, these you know quote unquote lesser leagues, these kids play till their senior season. You know, and that's oh, yeah. what you know. I think that really. Mm-hmm. Makes the football so good and competitive, and makes uh, the basketball the same thing. You know, these kids they know how to play. They're they're actually kind of you know, in relative terms, seasoned veterans when they get into this uh, level. You know, when we book these games during the season, right, Chris? It's oh, yeah. uh, m- much more professional money. I mean, now with with the rodeo, Chrissy brought up a, a terrific point about how the, a lot of the folks from that area are here. They ask for these games too yeah. and they and, they, and not only to, to bet them but obviously to watch them. Yeah, right. It's it's a it, it's important for them they have their relatives and friends on uh on these teams too. So, um there are certainly opportunities during the during the season uh, and and pro bettors will migrate to these but now we've got a nice mix of the pros but actually more public uh, money gets involved with these games during the playoffs, which is great. And I think it is a precursor from a format, certainly a format standpoint, to what we're going to see next year. By the way, look, before we go on, let me just echo that these games are on ESPN and ABC. Yeah, and yeah, things. Yeah. I mean, these are national games. Yeah. You know? yeah. By, by the way, you weren't alone because other books in town obviously just took a whole bunch of money on the Paladins because yeah. even a 15 mm-hmm. and a half just popped in one yeah. job. I have to root for my daughter's school. Yeah, there you go. The, the Grizz. Grizz by a bunch. Grizz by a bunch. Uh, tonight in Missoula for that FCS game. All right. The only FBS game of the weekend, Army-Navy up in Foxborough. Hey, Bill Belichick's uh, the guest picker on game day. You ready for that, Chris? Is he really? Yes. 
Yes. Well, he's a veteran too. He's a, a well, he's he served mm-hmm. in, in the military. Yeah, he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. good for him. Yep, yeah, man. really. God bless him. And, yep. and uh, wasn't saying too much nice about him last night. I got well, it. Well, we'll get to that game a little, in a little bit. But I, I will. God bless him now. I'll get yeah, to him yeah. in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Army Navy, a winner of this game gets to win six. Uh, so obviously, big deal for the winner, more so than yeah. just beating your biggest rival. Uh, last year was the first time this game went over in 20 years. Thank you, overtime. Yeah. Uh, without one a year ago. Yeah. What, uh, would it surprise you to see 14 14 here? Dude? Not at all. Uh, Army's yeah. two and a half, total's 28, uh, toggled between 28 and 27 and a half. Yeah. We toggle between two and a half and three as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. But I, I like the Black Knights. I, I, I think mm-hmm. they're the better football team. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, as you know, Chris, when these service academies play each other, you can get oddball results. We saw it already earlier in the year where Army went to Colorado and just pummeled Air Force, sending Air Force on a downward spiral. It's their their first loss. Right? They never recovered? They, they didn't win another game after that. Yeah. Um, and now Army, two and a half against Navy again. Winner, winner gets to win number six on the season. You know, I'll tell you why that's big, not just for these two teams, but for any teams. You get to have those extra practices mm-hmm. before spring, so you really get to work some things out. So uh, it, it is a big deal, not just to get to the bowl game, but and, and it, it enables your coaches to see you guys, see their guys play one more time, you know, in practice, and you know, kind of get ready for spring football. You know, it's a it's a big deal, and it, it means a lot to these kids and to the programs to get to that six wins. Yeah, it's uh, it's important too, and let's face it. Uh, a lot of these players, particularly the seniors, right? They're going to graduate. That's it. And uh, Lord knows where they're going to be uh, uh, in a year from now uh, serving our country. So yeah. great game, great uh, great history here. And uh, I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the folks in Foxborough and everything, but uh, boy, it just doesn't seem normal, right? How's the game not in Philadelphia? Yeah, I know. Philly. Right? Philly or Baltimore. Yeah. Right? Usually, well, yeah. I know it's in Baltimore, but yeah. still, it's about, it's about being at, uh, like in Philadelphia. Philly and Philly's away yeah. this week, too, yeah. so I, I don't know, but either way. How many offered? Two and cash. a half and 28. Well, next year. <laughs> Where's next it next year? year? Hawaii? No, it's at FedEx Field. Oh. Great. Oh. Great. That great stadium. That great stadium. They go, uh, they don't play in Philly again until 27. Really? They go, uh, Landover, Baltimore, MetLife for East Rutherford, and then uh, and then back. Well, this new owner for the uh, Washingtons, whoever they the, wa- the Washington change the name and build a new stadium. Just go uh, back to the football team. Why not? Let's do it. Let's have no, some fun. That's <laughs> well, it's either that or the Washington Monuments, Chris. Well, better than I the can commanders. live with that. It's yeah. better than the Commanders. You know, that's not that bad. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll get. Well, actually, we won't get to the Commanders later because they're not playing this week no. uh, with them in Arizona on by uh, the last week of buys in the NFL uh, coming up later in the show. All right, I just want to go through a few things college football wise before we hit our first break here. Bull games obviously start next week. Mm-hmm. We have roughly eight thousand players in the transfer portal. Uh, coaching staff's changing as well. Um, Chris, just obviously it's a whole different process than what it was even three years ago. Oh, yeah. How do you handle this now, the non-playoff games, with getting your lines up, getting your totals up, uh, and, and everything else that comes along with it? Well, I tell my guy, we cut the limits too, for not not for the two championship games, of course. but for all the rest. You know, 5,000 to a side. Now, we'll take a lot more in the day of the game or maybe even the day before the game. But right now, we don't know 
a lot who's playing and i got i'll give my friend here to the right of me a lot of credit i know Vin, Vinny really follows that transfer portal you know better than i do really but there's so many guys i don't know how he could sleep at night if he's totally following the, the transfer <laughs> portal i mean it seems like there's i think last i heard there was like 1700 kids or something like that uh i, I think the last number i saw was was 11 1100 1100 okay well you know. yeah whatever yeah. it is yeah. but i remember jeff when i was a kid and obviously i'm a lot older than you but i remember when you, know, you had the the new year's day games and then they started you know things like you know, the peach bowl was kind of a minor bowl and you know the blue bonnet bowl and they were you know you still had some pretty darn good teams and it, it meant a lot to the to the players the teams the coaches obviously and when somebody skipped the game or somebody got suspended or something like that it was big news and now it's just standard procedure. Mm -hmm. Jeff, it's not much different than booking exhibition football. Like, we don't know who the hell's playing and, and how long they're playing. And we don't know what coaches. I just saw, you know, Diaz from Penn State yep. got hired by Duke. I, do, I mean, yeah. I guess he's not going to coach in the in the bowl game. Uh, you know, but, you know, and um, a guy I mentioned last week, I'm going to mention him again, Dave Bartu, mm -hmm. who's great, not just with head coaches, but with uh, coordinators and guys further down the line and if you want to follow coaches you will see a little bit of it now but dave will be following that from here on in to give you a you know a glimpse into what he thinks and he's pretty good a glimpse into what he thinks of uh the staffs on certain teams and uh you know like i said we're just starting it all now and uh boy it's it is really a crapshoot at this point but, you know jeff it's a, a reflected a little bit in the handle too we have a couple games where we have bets but a lot of games really Nobody knows how to bet because nobody knows who's playing. Hey, look, I don't plan on betting anything until maybe 24 hours before at the earliest. It just You have to really see who's actually going to play yeah. in these games. Uh, I'll have my bet on the Las Vegas Bowl because I'll be at that game, but that's more just a... Are you uh, announcing that game? Uh, no, thankfully not for everyone. But you, you have a gig I, I got tonight. A game tonight you have you a, got game a gig tonight. tonight. Yeah, the, uh, God bless you. We have to mention yeah. uh, No, well, Northwestern, uh, but... A lot of my wife's family actually grew up in Evanston. Oh, really? So, uh, oh. so that's a that's a a big game in the household, as oh, we would say, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here in the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, but uh, Vinny, uh, since since Chris was was mentioning you a lot there with with this transfer portal again, yeah. it's just it's so different now. Mm -hmm. Again, just even four years ago, twenty nineteen, before the pandemic, sure, it is totally and utterly different with having to be able to do this. And and like like Chris said, it it. Not even that the handle is suffering right now, where mm -hmm. again, you guys are coming up with the best college football season handle wise you guys have ever had. Well, it, it's here, here's the thing between the transfer portal and, and the NIL, right? there Because they are related. I mean, sure. th that's got, you know, the, the NIL has a lot to do with who's going into the transfer portal for monetary reasons, and understandably so. What you have now, in essence, in college sports is free agency, and that's fine. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's part of, Commerce. I mean, that's that the commerce of of college sports. But you have to be aware of it. So from our side of the counter, uh, I mean, at Gone Gaming, I, I put the games up even later, and 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 to wait and just see, just to get an idea from some stabilization. Try to get an idea of uh, as many players as possible, particularly the skill positions. We've seen quite a few quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers opting out. But the other part too that that I'm, I'm paying close attention to. And, and Chris and I have talked about is coaches. You're going to have coaches now to start to move. You mentioned uh, Diaz, right, leaving, but coordinators and co you ta the timing of these games also. I mean, you have to figure that 
our own coach here, Chris, is yeah. probably going to be a, a hot commodity oh, based on how we turn this 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 Rebel program around. This is the best record they've had in decades. Sure. So things like that come into play. And so what's the safeguard? You put the numbers up, but you, you're certainly not going to have the limits on the bowl games uh, outside of, of the Final Four. Now, the Final Four, you, you treat them, uh, oh, you yeah. book them like – like NFL playoff games, and, and they're yeah. going to be bet that way. So be, I, I think, too, that a lot of the, the handle that we're not necessarily seeing so far on the bowl games will take place the day of, but I think folks will get even more involved in the Final Four, in the two playoff games, because they have a better idea, obviously, of who's playing, and there's so much more time to book those games as well. So I think folks will take a wait-and-see approach, and frankly, they'll be. Uh, uh, I think they'll bet even more on on the uh, uh, the two finals, uh, the two semifinals. I should say. I hope you're right. I kind of think yeah. you are. Yeah, I, I think. I think you know, guys. Listen, they love football. They love sure. action. You yeah. know, but right now they don't want to shoot in the dark. I mean, That's can you it. blame them? No, I not mean, at all. You know, I can't. Not at all. You know, but I think day of the game, like I said, we'll take a lot bigger uh, handle at that point, and uh, you know, I, hopefully we catch up because yeah. right now the handle's pretty dismal. Uh, I yeah. gotta tell you. Yeah. <laughs> not on the two championship games. No, say, yeah. let's go there. I yeah, mean, not on those two. I mean, look, we already got past the controversy and 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 everything. And there's still every some, year, there's still people aggravated in Florida, but they'll they'll get over it. They'll get yeah. over it eventually. Yeah. Uh, Alabama and Michigan. I mean, look, the betters have they taken Alabama all the way through here, sure. and and quite frankly, Chris. I'm not overly surprised by the way this game's bet down to one now with Michigan. Like, yeah, I think I made it either pick them or or Bam or I'm sorry, Michigan one. Mm -hmm. So right about where I made it, Texas. I still think Texas is a little high. I, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I said on Four here, right and, now. Uh, I I just not all that impressed with Texas last couple games. I think they ran up the scores, and I think that it you know was reflected in the way guys have uh, power rated this team and the way they're betting them. I mean, you know, obviously I could be wrong. I thought they should be a slight favorite, but no more than a couple points. I think there's a. There's some value with Washington in this one. That, that's my opinion. I think Vinny disagrees with me, but that's that's what makes horse racing, Jeff. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I think there's certainly value with both dogs. I mean, they got here. Uh, there's no question about it. I think in the case of Texas, they, they scored points. They they needed style points too. Let's face it. When in the eyes of the committee, you know, we we pay attention. You know, obviously, because to the scores and how they get there and everything like that. But we knew that them and certain other teams were trying to r run the score up because of style points. Um. I did make it. I did make it lower, but you know, I think I'm glad Chris brought that up because a lot of times when we we talk about, well, listen, what do you have it rated? What do you have a team rated? And you know, on a neutral field, what it, what does your number come to? Well, there's that part, but then there's the adjustment part, right? In other words, just because let's say, uh, let's say I have a team a three point fair, and I think I, I actually had uh, Michigan uh, two uh, two uh, two and a half or three uh, in in this game on a pure power rating standpoint, but. I also realized that not you can't hang it that way. And Chris did the, you know the, the, the great thing by saying, "Okay, listen, here's my number, here's your," and and put it together and said, you know, and it because part of what we do is anticipation, right? I mean, let's face it: if you're going to get Alabama with the way they've been playing, not only since the the loss uh, to to Texas, but then the ensuing quarterback flip flop, right? We talked about that, and they've been on a steady up uh, upward trend, right? So when you take all of that into consideration, you just there's no way you can hang the, hang them three. Now, will it could it get there? I mean, it, anything's possible. But by the same token, getting that initial response and getting that number up 
And it's been, listen, there's been two-way action now, right? I think oh, at both yeah. of these numbers, at the, at the one and, and at the four. So, uh, but it's it's also, again, I, I, I talk about this quite a bit. I love the exercise that we do, uh, you know, uh, the, the two of us and Jimmy and, uh, you know, when we get some of our other colleagues involved, when it comes to the playoffs and when it comes to the NCAA tournament, uh, because certainly I, I, I know I, I learn from it uh, all the time. And, it, and that's something that you want to do in this business and to stay in this business is to keep learning and sharing those perspectives. I, I also want to just say something that, you know, when you do your power ratings, it just gives you a place to start. Yeah, sure. You, know, you go from there. You know, you don't have to get married to your power rating. I, uh, I have no play on the Rose Bowl. I, I think those teams are dead even. I think Saban's a better coach than Harbaugh, but Harbaugh is a really darn good coach. I was going to say, they, yeah. They, you got, two to me, two of the four best coaches in yeah. college football. I mean, I think Saban's the best. I Sa think Sa you can't deny that. 100%. But Harbaugh is a plenty good I mean, coach. I, I mean, know he's kind of a nut, you know, but he's a great coach. He really is. He's Pumpy's a, best a, team, too. He, excuse me. Yeah. By, by the way, this is probably his. I, I, yeah, would, I would I say think, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. it's the best team yeah. he's had. I, In all honesty, yeah. last year, if they just didn't implode within themselves against yeah, TCU. TCU. Maybe yeah. it's a different story, but but that game's dead even to me. Totally dead even, and also smart of Michigan to say, no, 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 no. It's a lot easier for us to get to New Orleans, but we're making you fly out to Pasadena. We're not giving you the de facto home game in New Orleans, Alabama, uh, as a 1-4. And then the other game, you know, the other game is fascinating because I think Texas is much more talented than Washington. And it's not to discount Washington's talent. They have a great quarterback at the collegiate level. They have one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the in college football this year. They have a defense that has just been totally doubted all year that's pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. But Texas has more talent. This is going to totally come down to how big of a coaching advantage does Kalen DeBoer have over Sark. Yeah. That's what the whole game is going to come down to. If Texas's talent wins out, I expect Texas to win a game by two touchdowns. If DeBoer outfoxes Sark, which is very much in play, the upset could happen in that spot. I think you're dead on. I think Sark is a great play caller. Great play caller. Not necessarily a great coach. And Correct. I think DeBoer yeah. is just a terrific coach. And I pretty much agree with everything you said there. Yeah, and, uh, I, I, uh, I'm I, more inclined to bet the Sugar Bowl and take the four with Washington. Mm -hmm. I am too. Yeah. I, I, But it's, it's close. For what it's worth, whoever wins that Sugar Bowl, they're going to be a dog in the championship oh, game. Oh, and I'm sure. going to be taking points with whoever wins yeah. that Sugar Bowl. You're going to take points with the dog? Whoever I, wins I that? I think Texas matches. I, I don't think Alabama th matches up well with Texas. We okay. already saw that once this yeah, year. Yeah, we did see it once. I, yeah. I, I think it's just a bad matchup. Early in the year, though. Sure. But uh, Milrow's much better now yeah. than he was yeah. at that point. But I think <clears> that's just a bad matchup for him. Okay. And if I'm getting points with either of those teams against Michigan, even with how good I think that the Wolverines are, I, I'll take the dog and just go from there. Because I would – well, actually – Washington would obviously be a bigger underdog, but how yeah. big of a dog would that be? Would they be against Michigan? Would they be against pushing Michigan? a touchdown? Yeah, I think it'd be close. Yeah, to that. I, yeah. I, if it's a whole touchdown, I'd have I think to look. Yeah, we got to let them play yeah, the game. Too, you you have to see how the games why, play yeah. out. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, but, wait, before we move on to colleges, yeah, I got a, a correction from a friend of uh, the show, the friend of my a friend of mine personally too. Sure, uh, Jeff Fogel, please. Who's uh, of course. By the way. Follow him on Twitter. Smart, I smart, mean, very smart human being. He man. is smart, and he is so smart, analytical and thorough. I mean, if you are any kind of serious handicapper, you got to read his stuff. Uh, he's on um, he's a, a Substack subscription, too, and it's well worth uh, it, you know, like 10 bucks a month or something. Anyway, says, uh, you know, Army and Navy uh, do not 
get to play in a bowl game. Right. The Army, winner does not. I, I don't know why yeah. Navy doesn't because yeah. Army is – I believe Army is two FCS wins, but I don't know why Navy – wouldn't be able to go, but he is right. All the bowl slots are full. Yeah, this bowl slots are taken. Yeah, so you know. Anyway, <laughs> clarification. But so yeah. this is the big game for both. Still, regardless, yeah. the five hundred season looks a lot better than five and seven. Yeah, I know yeah. on your coaching True. resume it certainly yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I will say this, Jeff. Yeah, Please. I think Texas. You know, uh, overall talent, uh, more talent, but I think Washington has the edge at quarterback. I. I, in my opinion, I, I think it's close. I think it's really close. I'm yes. again, I'm higher on yours than I think a lot of people are. What, what, did, I, what did you think, Vinny? I think he I thinks Panic's well, well, I think yeah, Washington's got the edge at, at quarterback. Yeah. In you know, my I, opinion, it's, I, I think I would agree with Vinny, but it, it's it's also yeah. pretty close. Well, you know, it's interesting. So, like before Texas lost that Red River game, I thought Texas was. At that point, they had to win over Alabama, which yeah. still mm-hmm. arguably was the. That's why they're. That's why the committee why ended up doing what they're yeah, doing. Sure, because they they probably would have if Texas had had lost Alabama and beat Oklahoma, they probably would have taken Florida State and left Texas out. I think the main reason that they did what they yeah. did was Texas beat Alabama. We have to take them both, or we're going to leave the SEC. Whatever, it's a whole different discussion for a different time. But Texas is talent to me. They're the most talented team in the whole country. I think they are the most talented team, top to bottom. But like I said, when you have a head coach who, when these four guys that are left, is clearly the fourth, yeah. that's a big thing to overcome when, again, yes, I say Texas is the most talented team in the country. These three teams that are in there with them are also unbelievably Good stuff, talented yeah. football Good teams. games. Great yeah. game. I I know everyone was complaining about Florida State being left out, and we can talk about that until we're blue in the face. From a game perspective, these games rock. And if Florida State was in there against Michigan, that game would not have been competitive with the, what we saw out of the oh, no. Florida State quarterbacks. No. Well, I think that there's, there's always been and there always will be. Listen, there are going to be 12 teams next year. Yeah. There's going to be controversy. Whether well, it it's. Been a fight over what, Penn State, what, Oklahoma, who, and Ole Miss this I year. will tell you that here's what the, the, the biggest controversy is going to be next year. Who's four, five, and six? Who's going to get the first round by yeah. and who's not? That's going to be next year's debate. Well, and again, from our perspective, tell you what, we've got our ratings. You know, again, they've got their rankings. Rankings, polls don't determine prices. Okay, Remember, we got those shirts ordered yet? By the way, I keep waiting for the. No, that's, on, that would be a good. One. But, but you know, Rob Meesh interviewed me this year. I'm sorry, Vinny, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. But he said, "You would should bookmakers be on the committee?" And they no. You guys do your thing. We'll do our thing. Just, you know, have at it. I, I, Make anything you want to do. We'll adjust accordingly. Yeah, we'll a, be fine. We'll make the prices. I mean, look, we have a former Heisman Trophy winner on the desk, <laughs> according to punchlines. I mean, maybe, maybe we right. throw Vinny in there, right? We got that picture, by the way. <laughs> All right. Before we take a break, uh, I just want to ask you real quick. NBA in-season tournament last night. Mm. Uh, the LeBron show? Yeah. I, <laughs> It is amazing. 38 years old, year 20 in the league, domination. Didn't even have to play the last 18 minutes no. of the game. Lakers win by 44 last night against New Orleans. Uh, our poor guy, Ryan McCormick, had the over, and he got over 130 points from the Lakers, and he still couldn't get there. Ooh, That's a pretty rough that's beat. That's a bad beat. <laughs> All things considered. Sorry, Ryan. And then the upstart Pacers with the nice yeah. upset win oh, over yeah. Yeah. Over the box and, and yeah. Chris, I'll just ask you because um, it will be the only game tomorrow night in the association. Just a Saturday night game in town. Lakers involved. 
Yeah. Got to imagine this will be a very, very good handle game. For oh, you yeah. Guys. I guarantee it will be. Yeah. I, we we don't have any number. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, uh, four. Yes. Four. Yep. Yeah. Four is, looks like the number. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that should be a big event for tomorrow night. Yeah. And, and you know, especially with no football to uh, distract. So it should be a terrific game. Yeah. You know, the handle was, was terrific yesterday, as we talked about, because the games were here. And again, folks, when, when an event's here, it, people love they they get, tend to get even more involved. Sure. Okay. And uh, and especially even at the event, right, Chris? We know that oh, yeah. you know, folks, at your South Point app and uh, head over to the get arena, going. and you can and still be, and tomorrow will be the same way. And again, the fact that it's the Lakers too. Yeah. This well, always yeah. has been and yeah, will remain yeah. a Laker town. So strong. Well, well, let me ask you this, though. Seriously, yeah, I'm going to ask both of you because I don't know the answer. I want to ask you. When you make your numbers, do you add in like a home court advantage for the Lakers here in Las Vegas? Well, Ryan and I were there last night. It was a Laker home game. Now, granted, New Orleans no-showed, so that really helped helped things out. I mean, if it was, let's say they were playing Boston or the Knicks instead, Mm -hmm. I'd probably say no. Okay. But because of who they are playing, and this is not to disrespect the Pacers and those great fans in the state of Indiana who we know are as good at basketball fans as anyone in the whole country, it is very difficult to get out here on that short notice from Indianapolis, unlike mm-hmm. all those East Coast transplants that are either here or mm-hmm. in Los Angeles that could easily make the trip, I would say the Lakers should have at least a two-point home court in this Okay. Game. All right. I'm asking. Yeah. I would say, I think yeah. Jeff hit on a key point. It depends on on the opponent yeah. as well and, and the travel. I mean, travel comes into it. I, I think this, the difference between here and, let's say, L.A. Sure. At, at Staples is – Again, probably anywhere from one to two points. So if they're at home, it's 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 stronger. But the, when it's here, if the Lakers are here, they're gonna they're gonna be backed. That's funny because money showed really kind of against the Lakers. Well, I think just the 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 uh, yeah, initial yeah. money last Respect. night showed against and then against, they bet them late. Then they, yeah. then they, yeah, bet, they bet late, late. and then they bet them late. Last I know this. Night. The public had them in yeah. whatever then, parlay, uh, didn't they? At least early on this, they're betting the Lakers because yeah. the books uh, opened them that opened them earlier this morning mm-hmm. were three and a half. Now it's four. Yeah. Um, the Tyrese Hall- what, 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 what a what a what a tournament for Tyrese Halliburton. That's all I'll say. Regardless, of yeah. Result. Oh no, ma- yeah. Regardless he, of result for Indiana, all of a sudden, yeah. He everybody knows who this kid is. You know that's. You know what? For the in-season tournament, they got exactly what they wanted. I, I, they got I a huge, huge brand, huge franchise. LeBron, one side, upstart team that yeah. doesn't realistically have a real shot of winning an NBA championship this year, and a basketball market that we know Indiana oh, is basketball crazy, yeah. as we know. And by the way, uh, best wishes to LeBron's son, who's making his season. Yes, Bron- debut, Bronny will play on Sunday uh, this right? weekend yep. for us against Long Beach. Uh, yeah, after regardless, his- yeah. Uh, heart condition, his yeah. scare this uh, past summer. So, wish uh, wish him uh, the best uh, in his uh, debut. No question. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we shift over to the NFL. Boy, the the Pittsburgh Steelers last night. Oh boy, they got zappied. <laughs> I got to go take a break. Yeah, be it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take our first break. When we get back, all NFL talk the last ninety minutes here on a Football Friday on Sports by the Book. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, 
come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part, Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Oh, look at that. Look, Look at, at that. that. From two days ago, 1980. Wow, what a year for 1986. The Mets win the World Series. That's right. Malilo wins the Heisman. Isn't that amazing? Look wow. At that. They love me downtown. <laughs> downtown Athletic Club still hasn't been the same. Uh, Chris will be back Who'd, with us in a second. Who did, who's that? <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, they go back and forth. For Ryan, sure. is that your uh, handy word? Well, that, that, yeah. What? Boy, I got to tell you, special effects are amazing these days. I, I mean, look, the, 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 yeah. the, the tuxedo still fits well, I would imagine, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I still have that tux. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it really, really good. Uh, the, hair, the hair the same. I mean, uh, bravo. Bravo all the <laughs> That's way. <great>. That's <laughs> awesome. A very, very good job. And there. were you in on this, too? Come on in. I don't. I didn't. I no, didn't, we don't need. No. We don't need. We don't need to see that again. We don't need to see that. We still need a paycheck, right? What is? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what, is that the one where Chrissy won? Chrissy won the Golden Boot at the World Cup. Is yeah, that, oh, no, that would be no, pretty no, good. That, too. that I could go that, for. That'd yeah. be pretty good. Uh, oh boy. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's go back. <laughs> I, I still love that screenshot so much. Uh, are we going to give Jimmy the producer mic, guys? Give that look at this, look at this. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's get all these. these oh, these, this is these shot up. Tell you shots what, up here. there is nothing too technical. They, no, we have all the bells and whistles. Oh, Why do we need to press a button? Oh, That's, uh, oh, that'll oh, be good. No, uh, we we've we've uh, we've uh, we good back there. Tech crew, good. This is uh this is really what's my line. You know, like <laughs> that old movie that old uh, programmer was on TV. I don't well, think I, Jeff I, remembers I, that I, one. I, I, look, I've never seen it, but I do actually know what he's referring to. Okay. That. You never Let's saw see. What's My Line? How about the 64,000? It was in question. black and white. Was it, you know, I mean, like Jeff my Heisman picture it. was in black and white. Yeah, Jeff wasn't born then. Oh, you, you're moving me. Hold on. No, he's a Jimmy. Jimmy's, a Jimmy's there. So, Jimmy, uh, first off, this is, this is, uh, this is a, a whole new perspective from you. How do you like it back there? I kind of like my new spot. I'm a producer. Yeah, no, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. 
Um, you, uh, I saw you had some tickets in your hand. Yeah. Want me to come over there, Chris? You want? I, I mean, did you say you can say you have your own Look microphone? You got a camera. You have a camera, camera right camera? now. Just Look at this. Yeah. Your own individual camera. You can go right ahead and. Now you're you in can... color. You're not in black and white like the Andy <laughs> Griffith show. You're on there TCM. You're you're in color. Whatever you want to do, please. Tell me. You're, we, yeah, we, go the ahead. floor is yours from that chair, Jimmy. Okay, here we go. You ready? <laughs> yes. We got the We're making uh, fun of our new. Don't show push here. any buttons. Oh, no. All right, I got two. All right, we're gonna show everybody out there a look from the inside, looking out on what people like Mister uh, Mister Andrews goes through every day and why he has done things and why he didn't do things. I'm old, holding in my hand two tickets, obviously you know, with above average play. One was for uh, like eighteen thousand, and a total here for uh, like ten thousand. The reason I want to talk about the total, we'll bring Chris in because obviously he's one of the okay these things. When you see big money on totals, you kind of know walking into the number. This like it's not like a local kid looking to bet on totals. These are people who want to move money and know that they can get a favorable bet with with when you see it earlier. So Chris, I mean, taking a ten thousand dollar bet before, in a sense, a lot of things start happening. What goes through your head? Because obviously this is a pretty big market ticket that you don't see a lot of them. So do you know going in when you see the total, you know, let me think about it or be, you know, it's got to be a wise guy only because they're betting a lot of money. Well, I do think that they're wise guys because they definitely are. But I got to tell you, uh, and this goes for this whole week, because I thought the schedule is kind of lame to tell you the truth. We have done a ton of business and a lot of it. Mm -hmm two-way action on totals and a, I mean really a ton of two-way action on the games which we'll, we're going to go through the games one at a mm -hmm. time and you'll see that we just have have a lot of business now the totals I'm not sure which one he bet with you which one you got there Jimmy I can't see what's that one say <laughs> Jerry what does what's it say? the total say Packers Giants over 36 Packers, Packers Giants, Giants okay. over 36 and I, then I gotta tell you I'm not even sure I moved that uh you know I did I did to go with the market but I gotta tell you that was that was one of those games because we did have underplay under 36 and a half earlier, which is why I went to 36. So when I got bet back over, I moved it back to uh, to the 36 and a half. But I think that's going to be, and we'll talk more about that oh, we game will, we'll talk you know, about when we get one. to that one. There's I have a, a definite there, opinion there. Well, the, I think you and I are going to have a pretty similar okay, opinion. By yeah. the way, also, uh, Vinny got his, uh, his Penny Olivaca ready to go for that game, right? <laughs> Oops. No question. Yeah, you know, ready to go. You know what? Let me let me run this by the old timers here, and that's not you. There, uh, what's your name? <laughs> when I was a lot younger, and Chris was a lot younger, you looked at market value of what you would do with certain situations. Now I can remember going back to the Mirage. Obviously, the Mirage was a was a big joint, and Vincennes was at Caesars. But you know, taking three thousand on on a on a total was a pretty big bet way back when. But as I use the word here, trying to be cool, was like the driven market. Now, because there's just so much more money played that obviously you can treat the totals a little bit different because you're just getting so much more on everything that we do. So something, again, I'm, you know, at the Mirage. The Mirage was a big outfit, and we took a lot of money and a lot of things. But I can only remember, like, someone asking for a total for $3,000, which they didn't think they were going to get that much, you know, way back when. So as you can see, just another little trinket of, like, what's happening in the sports betting world. All positive when you get to people like Vincennes and Chris, because let's call it like it is, kids, and we'll tell you a secret that everybody in the world knows. The more money you take, the more you can give out to attract business too. So it's not like, you know, Chris is just doing it to have fun. He understands that, like, obviously, if someone's going to go over the, 
the whatever number they said that we can get equal amount of money on the other side. You know, we're going to scoop up uh, you know a thousand dollars in our in our back pocket. So it's a different world. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of like it this way for a lot of different reasons, but there's a lot of things that I don't like about it. But uh, like I said, going back to a big outfit that I uh, that I was running, Chris ran all, you know, Northern California, but it wasn't that type of market that it is today. Right or wrong, guys? No, it's, uh, you know, business has grown, limits have grown, and yeah. experience has grown too. So I think Jimmy's point's uh, important to note. We uh, have had to adjust and and and. Probably so, really, when you think about it, Chris, and uh, following that and, and being more in tune with it. Because it, it was automatic back then, too, right, Jimmy, where it it was always – the public was always, give me so-and-so and over. You know? yeah. It was always uh, over, over, over. Now, you know, the public does love points, and I oftentimes talk about it, that uh, they, 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 they love to root for their teams, but they also love to root for the overs. But people realize, too, in order to be successful with totals – like professionals, there are times mm -hmm. when you've got to pick your spots for for the unders as well. So th that's expanded. I think the uh, the total market, Chris. Well, I think you know, Vinny, when, like when we first started way back in the seventies, yeah. uh, you know, guys who we considered like the sharpest of the sharp, maybe there was a handful of them yeah. at the time. Mm -hmm. Now there's hundreds of them. Yeah, good you know, point. they know not good to yeah. you know take bad numbers. They know not to do things like you know and public service announcement. You don't tease college games. You don't tease totals. You don't buy half points just yeah, unless the price is right. You know, guys know not to do that. Now, there's way more of those guys. And like I said, when we started here, there was probably 10, maybe maybe 20 guys like that yeah, in town. Bullshit. Now, there's yeah. hundreds of them, yeah. you know. And uh, so the uh, general population uh, of our clientele is much, much better educated no now question. than it's ever been. But the market has grown, and I think it's uh, – you know, when PAPSA was uh, overturned, you know, the, that, uh, you know, uh, we took a little bit of a hit at first, but I, I said it was going to grow the market. And mm -hmm. I, you know, my numbers indicate that it has grown Absolutely. the market. It, it definitely yep. has. Good point. And let's jump over to the to the side here. What's this guy about the 18,000 on the Lions? Is that the ticket we got? Yep. Yeah. Detroit minus three against the Bears. That's a good number. Yeah. But, you know, we, we do everything at 11 and 10. We're always going to have a good number around that. So what I'm get, getting to with that one is like simply, you know, only because it's the way that you do business and the way that we must do things in a sense, keeping track of every big bet or whatever, as Chris knows, and, and what I used to know, Vinny knows, like it's, it's a different world of keeping, keeping track because of gaming, of the people that, you know, upstairs that look at the tickets and take care of everything. But, you know, Chris would have okayed this line bet instantaneously because there's so many of these anymore but like he has to go through protocol we have to get that ticket number down if they bet so much you got to get the address got to do a lot of things that's the only reason it slows down you know chris would have taken the lion's bet instantaneously but that's the difference between what filling out maybe one piece of paper yeah. 30 years ago <laughs> as literally and people out there don't understand sometimes it takes 10 to 15 minutes before you get all the information you need per gaming per taxes for everything else so that part is quite different, young man. Much yeah, when more, you're a new yeah. customer, you yeah. know, the guys that we know, okay, we've got all that stuff. But, yeah, by the way, and I, I remember one guy, this is a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. I can't believe Jimmy Vaccaro and Chris Andrews make me fill out all this paperwork. <laughs> and he's like tweeting at me. I says, by the way, write a letter to your senator or congressman. Yeah. I have nothing to do it's with it. It's federal banking regulations. Uh, yeah, it's federal banking regulations. I mean, I'd like to not do it at all, but unfortunately, that's not the way uh, things work. By the way, go to the yeah. bank and try to do that. So you got to fill out the same paperwork. You hit it on the head. We've, we have the same, when it comes to that uh, Title 31 of federal banking regulation, 
we have to abide by the same uh, procedures as as banks. That's yeah. not us, believe me. We want to write tickets. Yeah, go pay cash for a car and see yeah. if they have to fill that out too. I want to use one of these too. It's called a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Let me give you a little update on like one of the big things that happened that made that changed the course of like the way we take business out here. It's like going back to the Arizona State fixed game way back when. Within 20 minutes after the word got out that these people were showing up everywhere, and I think at the Mirage, we, I took three or four bets, maybe totaling about sixty or $70,000 total with the, three, with the three. What I'm getting at is, is this. Like, it wasn't, okay, let's even give them the best of it. Between 20 minutes and an hour, there was gaming agents all over the place because they heard of something was going on there. So you can't spit on the floor anymore without doing anything that they come. And that was an all-day ordeal which obviously a lot of us like will always be a part of because we remember it but the point i'm making is like what i did is i contacted our compliance officer at the mm -hmm. mirage real quick because i wasn't getting my little ass in the jackpot because i've i used to get it in enough but like that's where it is and chris i'm sure you 25 different sports books you had in northern nevada so you had to do probably much more than we did just running one place at a time yeah well i had 28 but i mean you know, all those guys you know i mean we really had to be vigilant and make sure that everybody was following procedures correctly. Sure. It, I mean, it's a, it's a job and it's, uh, you know, it's not easy, but uh, when you get into this business, it's not something you sign up for, but pretty soon you find out, oh yeah, I got to do that too. I think people would be surprised at how much administration is involved. Well, the other thing I would say yeah. too, you know, we are the one department where every single transaction is documented. Every but, single one. Now you're yeah. on the dice pit. No, mm -hmm. you know, you're seven out and yeah. you pay this guy and then you know, collect from these guys, you know, but in the sports book, every, every ticket is accounted for every, mm -hmm. every Point. payoff, every yeah. transfer to the cage, every, everything, everything is yep. documented. I, I think that that kid in his outfit that he brought in to make all the best, because I actually got him a room at the Mirage because I hopefully he would stick around, but like I should have kept my mouth shut because it just invited more people from gaming and whatever to come over here but what i'm getting at is like uh is like i think he went to jail that benny silman or slimman or something yep. like that was the kid who was like uh the, yeah. the main the main guy to start all this thing so uh he didn't escape anything matter of fact he paid a, a big price and i don't know exactly what vincennes took uh, at caesar's nor i know chris obviously with all those places and how about this for like nobody understanding anything if i live to be a million years old this is one of the stories that i'm going to tell it's right before tip tip off. I think it was a twelve thirty game that day with Arizona State playing wherever they were playing. Washington, Washington State. That was, that was, that Washington. Was, that was Washington or Washington? I think it was Washington. Washington. That was that Washington. was a uh, tipping point game. The game yeah. that exposed it was right. Washington. That, that, they uh, they had the whole Netflix doc on that whole mm -hmm. thing as well. Yeah. Uh, Headache Smith and uh, right. a tale of two halves. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Here's here's what happened. I'm standing in the sports book. And just about everything is just about done. Here comes one of his whatever lieutenants, walks up to the window. He has a $5,000 Treasure Island ship in his hand. Now, remember at that time, we ran the Treasure Island and mm -hmm. the Nugget also downtown. So this knucklehead Smith, what he did, he said, you know, the last bet, I think he was, he took plus three on a game that was 11 the night before. That's how dumb these, this outfit was too. They took a, a ridiculous number at the end of the end of the day. He did a flip of a coin like, uh, you know, Jerome Bettis did, I guess, with the Lions or Harris, whoever, whoever guy got to flip the coin. Yeah, Jerome Bettis, right? Yeah. Jerome. Yeah. So Just anyway, 
They bought, the, the chip hit the top of the cage or, what, or the counter, or whatever, and it bounced around. And he picked up, it's 5,000. I want to bet this on, right before. So he was taking a ridiculous number. What Knucklehead Jimmy did, which got us behind in more hot trouble, even though it was a sister joint of ours, we couldn't take chips from any other casino unless the casino that he bet at. So naturally, I had to go and, you know, that thing led for a, for a bunch of months after with why I did it. I should have known better. But like I said, you live and learn. It was kind of fun. Chris, did you win or lose for the day with that one? I lost to the day because of the way they played the second half. But, you know, yeah. we were obviously very uh, aware of everything. And, you know, gaming was calling us, too, you know, because I had Northern Nevada blanketed with, you know, my outfit. But, uh we also had places in Southern Nevada and, mm -hmm. and, you know, you know how numbers once, once numbers start moving, they start moving everywhere, you know? So, and, and I think, I think one of the things that helped them figure out, I mean, first of all, you and my uncle Jack were the two guys mm -hmm. who alerted gaming, but another guy involved was Billy Walters, who, like you said, they got, you got guys taking three. And Billy's looking to lay 11, you know? So, I mean, he knew something was up. Yeah, that's just not, that's, you know, Billy's not going to be off eight points in a game that he's looking to lay something, and these guys are taking eight points or worse of it, you know? And I think he uh, he was a part of it as well. But, of course, I would say ask Billy. I don't mean to speak for him, believe me. In some ways, it was a lot of fun. And the other, but 90% of it said it wasn't. I ended up doing interviews already for this with the FBI. Like a month or two, when they were still trying to figure out who the hell was who and whatever, whatever. It wasn't an and interview. They, they interviewed me uh, right by where, remember, remember at the Mirage when you walked out that side door, you walked right up to the Las Vegas Boulevard and, and he had uh, the tigers were in a cage there or whatever it was. That's where I did the interviews. I was standing in front of the tigers. So that was kind of fun. So well, was, they were already was, following you, so it was easy for them to. Yeah. I'm yeah. done. You guys done? <laughs> Jimmy Vicara, everyone, always a in pleasure. The producer's in, in, chair. in the producer's yeah. chair today. Awesome. Uh, that might be Jimmy's spot from now on, in all honesty. I, I, I kind of look. I think we should mix it up, though, because it's not quite the same way. That, Jimmy, you got to do a walkthrough, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Three o'clock? <laughs> Jimmy marches to the beat of his own drum, <laughs> Jeff, true. in case you haven't known. 24 hour town. <laughs> well, it is a 24 hour town. Remember, we were worried if we could fill two hours. Oh, we, yeah. No, no, we're going to be rushing about, through the end. Never worried about that. We're going to be, uh, gonna be, uh, gonna be going to 430 right now. Yeah, easily. All right, let's uh, get into the NFL. Let's start, you know, let's start with the game that's got all sort of quarterback questions, and that's Jacksonville and Cleveland. Trevor yeah. Lawrence is officially questionable. It looks like he's going to be a game-time decision. Yeah. With that high ankle sprain he suffered on Monday Oof. night against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Cleveland Browns did not announce today they are not naming a quarterback until game time. You like that one, Chris? Uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah. right? Trevor Lawrence means something. These uh, these three yo-yos I got doesn't mean so, a, a half a point anyway. So DTR is out of concussion protocol. Yeah. Okay. Flacco God bless him. He's a local PJ, kid. I don't mean this. PJ Walker. Uh, but, but you mentioned, but they don't mean anything. But number. you mentioned it. Trevor Lawrence to CJ Beathard is a pretty significant drop, and I we've seen say. this True. already based off the way that this has been played. Cleveland's two and a half right now, for what it's worth. But if Lawrence, uh, I, I, we talked about this yesterday, Vinny, and I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on this, Chris, with Trevor Lawrence playing, <clears throat> if he does, and we know he's going to probably be topping out at about probably what sixty five percent with a high ankle sprain yeah. six days before. Yeah. How do how do you impact how does that impact things with a quarterback that yes we know normal circumstances 
big drop from him to Beathard. But what about a 60% Trevor Lawrence to what C.J. Beathard would bring? Well, I opened this game you know, before last right, Monday's Sunday, game. Before the game. Yeah. I, opened, uh, I, I opened Jacksonville's three. Okay. So when the, when the injury came out, I, I moved it to, to three the other way. So to me, six points, I think, was you know pretty valid. I thought Beathard played certainly better than I expected. And he, he looked okay. He looked fine. Yeah, he looked okay. But now I, I actually saw, um, you know, I saw Lawrence kind of limping around in practice today. Didn't look too bad, you know, but, that, you know, of course, he's not really getting hit or, you know, not a whole lot of strain that they were putting him through. I think if, if like you said, Jeff, he's 60, 65%, I think this game really probably should be about a pick em. You know, just for the fact that he's there, the team revolves, you know, the offense, I would say, revolves around him. You know, he's their guy. Um, but of course, he's not taking snaps with the first team. I would assume all week. You know, they're really prepping Beathard, who's been around a while. Uh, but I would say the game probably is about a pick 'em with with uh, you know a hobbled Lawrence. The thing about it is, one hit I think is going to tell. So this is a good defense that he's going. Well, up I mean, no so doubt. Well, I mean, we've right. talked and, about it with Cleveland and on at home. They're the best the, unit in the NFL this year. They're they're excellent. And 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 I have to tell you, the other thing that that to me comes into play here is, and it, it does impact the, the number as well. At least in my mind, the the Browns court. I don't think it, again. I'm not Stefanski, but. I was surprised at how good Flacco looked. He did not look bad last I mean, week. I would agree with you. I thought he would be a disaster. Before, he looked okay. He was. They, don't forget, they had the lead, and they they covered that. Like, that game was a that was it was they didn't well, cover, but it was the right quarter, until, 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 until the, the last quarter, possession. Okay, yeah. when he, when he got uh, sacked in the end zone with the safety and everything. But I've got to tell you, to, from Flacco to Dorian Thompson Robinson. I, Really, I, I I I don't think that's a that's a that's a bigger drop off to me. I mean, so that comes into play here uh, in 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 this number. So I, I think if you see Flacco, you might see this game because this one's going back and forth, right, Chris? Two and a half, two and, and, and a half, yeah. and three. They're laying yeah. two and a half with the Browns and taking three uh, with it's, the it's Jags. Been, it's been heading down, he heading down. Now, yeah. Okay, I think with if Lawrence is going to play. But he's not 100%, Jeff, to your point, which is extremely important. Even if he's 65%, I think that's a bit ambitious. One, one hit away, he's one hit away from not being able to, to, to continue. So I think it's pretty risky uh, for the Jags here. I mean, and again, he's, he's shown toughness. Remember, he, this was a similar, although I think this is a bit more significant because the, the last injury a few weeks back was his knee, right? This is, this is a, uh, high ankle sprain. This high time. ankle sprain, yeah. which, you know, that's well, hard. Hard injury. It's it's difficult. I mean, a high ankle sprain is typically, you know, four to six weeks. So I don't know if there's you know gamesmanship going on here uh, or, or or not. Uh, but I've got to tell you, this Browns defense is, is this is a different situation uh, for for uh, for him. I have. Uh, by the way, total thirty three. Not, not the lowest total this week. Obviously, last night was yeah. and it zoomed over in the first yeah. half. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm going to learn a lot about the Browns this week, regardless of who's playing quarterback. Because if it's Beathard, you're supposed to at home handle your business against the backup quarterback. 
But if it is Lawrence, it's a guy who needs his mobility to be at his best. Yeah. He won't have it with the high ankle sprain, especially this quickly. And for Cleveland, with the Steelers just forgetting how to play football the last two weeks, and which if Trubisky's got to be the long-term answer, that is oh not a God. good thing moving forward for the Steelers. I thought we were friends. What are you doing? So, sorry, sorry, Chris. But hey, I had you know, to be brought hey, you know up. how we feel. The Bengals, <laughs> the Bengals who, yes, I know Jake Browning was awesome on Monday night, yeah. but it's Jake Browning. Yeah. At some point, you'd expect that to regress to the mean. Uh, I mean, for Cleveland, you got to take advantage of this opportunity to get a playoff caliber team where they're not right, whether it's Lawrence at 60% yeah. or it's Beathard. You got to find a way to win this game. Doesn't matter if it's Flacco, DTR, PJ Walker, Maliulo with the Heisman Trophy. It doesn't matter. You got to find a way to get this done <laughs> if, if you're the Cleveland Browns at home this week. I'll be ready, by the way. I, you know, let me give a little because I got nailed on this earlier today. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence does play, yes. and maybe you like him, you don't like him, you like the total, you don't like the whatever. Uh, I got nailed on that. I had total points for the Jacks, for the Jags at 13 and a half. Yeah. And, and someone bent me over and I says, oh, you know what? I kind of, I slipped up on that one. And I moved it to 14 and a half. I mean, I mean, if, if it's Bethard, probably 13 and a half is the right number. If it's Lawrence, even a hobbled Lawrence, mm -hmm. probably should be 14 anyway. You know, I mean, they are going against a Cleveland defense who has been yeah. unbelievable at home, you know, but, uh, you know, anyway, that's, we'll, uh, see, we'll see. That's a weird something one. Something you might want to look yeah, at out there, if you're by, out there. By the way, weather is an impact in multiple spots all throughout across the, north, the country. You know, northeast, uh, yeah. Cleveland is actually one of them that it's not an impact this week. It's oh, yeah, actually, <laughs> it, it, the wind is about 12 miles an hour, so impossible impact, but that's a little bit. That's pretty normal for a December game in Cleveland at this point, and it's 39 degrees. That's pretty good for December 10th <laughs> in Cleveland. So, well, we, the three of us grew up back in, yeah, at least that region, I would say, yeah. you know, and you're right. Yeah. I, I, I used to love the, uh, the, the, the painted dirt field that they used in Cleveland for many years. Green paint on the dirt. And the, <laughs> yeah, the grass is fine. Oh, okay. It's paint. All right. <laughs> so let's, uh, let, let's, look at, let's look at this uh, next game. Baltimore and the Rams. This will be the last one. Then we'll take a break, and then we'll have the whole second hour for this. Uh, Lamar Jackson's good to go. Uh, Back at practice, practice yesterday yeah. with uh, an illness on Thursday. Fully practiced, fully engaged, ready to roll. Uh, Baltimore's eight. <laughs> Uh, again, the, the Rams, amazingly enough, are back at 500. They are squarely in the mix to get one of those wild card slots in the NFC. But the weather in Baltimore for a team that I think if there's any team in the NFL, them and the Lions, I think, are the two teams that need to be playing games inside or in, in Southern California-esque yeah. weather. 58 degrees, that's not bad. Sounds okay. okay. All right. 12 mile an hour winds, okay, that's not A little bad. bit bad, but not horrible. Pouring rain the whole game. Yeah. That's that, not that's good. That's not good. And yeah. and we, we talk about precipitation usually doesn't impact the total. It's yeah. usually wind more than the precipitation. This is one of the circumstances where I think the precipitation is going to really hurt the Los yeah. Angeles Rams in this game. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think so. Um I opened this game seven. They laid. Um, I'm up to eight with business. Uh, although I made the game seven and a half, I thought seven was okay to start at. But they they laid it to me pretty quick. By the way, you know, for guys like me and Vinny's age, or when Jimmy was here, we remember the old days when I don't think the weather was any worse, 
but the fields were worse. You know that you know. I oh, know. Yeah. If you've been down on a on an NFL on a mm-hmm. on a football field, it's not flat. It's crested, and then, you know. So the 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 water the precipitation runs off to the side, and just uh, they've. And I had a friend of mine who worked on the uh, ground crew at. Uh, well, he was at Three Rivers, and he was at Heinz, uh, and now he's my age, so he's kind of retired. But he would tell me a lot of the stuff that they do is really kind of an advanced science. So. It's not quite as bad as it used to be, but you know, if it's gonna, I think it was seventy percent chance of rain. Is that what I saw? You know, so it's, uh, it's up to ninety now. It's up to ninety. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty strong. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, you know, I think the weather probably will impact this game, and I think, I think probably, you know, I, I you know, eight can be a mountain to climb in the uh, NFL, but I, you know, I, I, it would be very hard for me to bet the Rams in this one. Uh, Nakua looks like he's going to play too. Remember, yeah, he got yeah, hurt. Nakua he got knocked got out of the game last week, but he came well, he back came in. Back and in he did it, it back in. Did yeah. ex- extremely well. Yeah. Um, um, I will say this: that in, in, to both your guys' points about the Ravens, they have one of the stronger home fields in any NFL. This is a it, a lot of times it doesn't get talked about, but uh, them at home, uh, particularly with Tucker in in a in a weather game uh, or any game really, um, you know. A lot of times, points, especially if you're getting a touchdown or more, uh, with weather involved, you, you kind of say, "Well, let me, you know, maybe that that's a kind of an equalizer, right?" Well, usually, grab the, you'd look the grab the, the dog, spot. you know. Yeah. But uh, the fact that they're uh, they're they're betting us, and, and again, Christie doesn't move uh, numbers on air. By the way, air meaning just for the sake of what everybody else has, what you see out there. Now it's a different story if there's an injury or things like that. But uh, as he said. Uh, from seven to eight with money, and it's probably going to continue to grow because I think you'll see the Ravens uh, in the public plays, uh, both uh, uh, on money line parlays and teasers uh, for sure. It, you know, for the Ravens, it's we look at the AFC as a whole now, uh, and yeah. we'll get to the Dolphins later in the show. But I'll I'll share my thoughts on them later. Baltimore has a clear path to the number one seed in the AFC right now. Yes. They they play Miami at home. In the next to last week of the season, which will be a team used to warm weather going north on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve and what will nor- normally be a very cold weather game in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have to go to San Francisco, which is obviously they're going to be a, a reasonably sized underdog in that game. And then they play in Jacksonville. Who knows what Trevor Lawrence looks like at that point when they play uh, next Sunday night in Jacksonville. Uh, but the number one seed's there for the taking. And I don't trust this team at all. Not one bit. I don't know what it is. The Ravens. You I don't mean? trust them at all. Okay. I don't know if it's it's that they they've had limited playoff success in this era with Jackson, where they only have one playoff. They have the one playoff win in Tennessee in 2020. That's it. I don't know if it's that they've had these games at home, where yeah, they have the beatdowns of the Lions and the Seahawks on the ledger, mm-hmm. but then they have the game where they randomly give up 33 points to Cleveland and PJ right. Walker. Yeah, I'm looking at and that right now. Have, yeah. And then you have. The game against Indianapolis where, yes, I know the Ravens were really battered with injuries in that game, but that's a game you you still find a way to win against a Colts team that, yes, has turned out to be significantly better than we thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, for whatever reason, those top teams and all those AFC teams at the top have big-time flaws this year. Uh, Kansas City's offense is nowhere near as good as it was. Jacksonville, look at that defense on Monday night. They got torched by Jake Browning. Uh, Miami. Can Tua stay healthy a whole season? It's still a big question. Well, yeah. There's questions about that defense, even though they've been good the last month. Yeah, they're blowing out inferior teams. They, and yeah. like you said, and Vinny said to beat someone good. 
Yeah. Still haven't done that yet. Yeah. And Baltimore, I, I just don't trust any of them. Hey, again, if any of those wild card teams were any good at all, and I don't think any of them are. Uh, Did right you now. see the Steelers? Last I night? were great yeah, last night, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's. I don't trust the Ravens. And could the Ravens still win the AFC, make the Super Bowl? Of yeah. course. Of course. If they have home field, they're going to be the favorites in the AFC going into the tournament. But do you trust them more than some other teams? I, or it, it has to be teams that you trust less. Of the, of the top four in the AFC, I trust Kansas City the most at the moment because yeah. they've been there and done that, despite the fact that that offense has a whole boatload. of probably have more games being held under 20 this year. Than they have in all of the Mahomes seasons combined, but Chris. You, that is like it just shows something is wrong with that team right now. Well, they kept losing receivers, and you say, "Ah, oh, they'll be okay. Ah, oh, they'll be okay." At some point, what you <laughs> that said? was good peanut gallery. Yeah. Uh, Mad bl blaming Mad Nagy, ah. right now, which uh, Ryan McCormick may be onto something. Like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it's and we'll have the futures discussion as we get yeah. tighter and tighter as well, but. It's uh, it's a wide open AFC, you, and I will say this, and I've been on the desk lower than, on, than anyone on Buffalo, period. If the Bills make the tournament, they're going to be a scary, scary draw for whoever gets them sure. throughout that postseason as long as they're in it. I think the difference with Kansas City trust, though, is they're probably going to have to do it on the road. At the, pre well, at the present right rate, now, they would have to at go the, on the present road, rate, yeah. it's going to be a different set of circumstances and and as chris mentioned the receiver court by the way when we get to them uh, they're without pacheco this week yeah pacheco too. is out officially so. today by the way kansas city still has not played a true road game in the nfl playoffs with patrick right. Mahomes. yeah there you go quarterback only the three neutrals well, well two neutrals. different level of trust I guess, you know, on the I, road it's weird to say because that super bowl in tampa was in tampa against the bucks yeah. even though it was a neutral yeah it's a, it's still a neutral, yeah though. but uh regardless by the way one more thing about the rams you know they were big steam on the Season win totals under, yeah, under like six and a half. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. and I remember kept looking. Are they are they going to be that bad? You know, and it, well, it's not that they're that bad, but the the NFC is the middle of that NFC is top three, really mediocre. Top three, yeah. quite good. Then Detroit, yeah, and then a big and then a nice little gap after the yeah, Lions. Big gap, yeah. Uh, by the way, if that over if that over on the Rams season win total doesn't get there with home games remaining against Washington and the Saints. And a, and a trip to uh, Meadowlands to take on the Giants doesn't get there. Yeah. That'd be a big old yikes, yeah. uh, to say the very least. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It'll be the last one we take today. When we get back through all the NFL games remaining on the slate, we go starting with Detroit at Ryan McCormick's Chicago Bears. That's next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue print boarding passes, or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and U.S. mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. 
please give at least a 24-hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet. From our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom, we have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. Happy to be with you as always. A football Friday. I'm Jeff Parles, Chris Andrews, Vinny Maliulo alongside. We already saw Jimmy in the producer's chair. New new gig for him, Chris? He is an American treasure. Jimmy sure can do whatever he wants right now. I, I, I was very happy to just sit back and listen to you guys talk about that Arizona State thing. Yeah. I, I For people at, uh, of my age, again, probably the biggest experience we had seeing anything on that was that Netflix documentary mm -hmm. uh, that was out there. But hearing just firsthand accounts always fascinating to me, especially on a on an event with really big time importance in the sports gambling uh, lexicon history here in the country. Well, I think, you know, for all due credit, my Uncle Jack was probably the first to sniff it out. No question. And Jimmy was right there and Vinny was right there. They were all kind of right there on the know, on that, we're on the same corner we're on the same, same area i was up point. in reno at the yeah. time but you know we still had we had all the runners up there too and you know we we you know like i said i had 28 places including some in las vegas and uh i was a little bit more on the periphery certainly than these two guys were but we saw a lot of it and you know like i said it was one of those games billy walter's looking to lay 11 on the game that went down to three now you know something's messed up there <laughs> you know it's you supposed knew. to go to 17 not three you knew uh, something was out of sorts for, for a variety of reasons, but I think Chris hit on a key point when Billy and pro other professionals would come to the counter and say, what's going on with this game? <laughs> to, yeah. to see it go, you know, down to yeah, to two in some case. Yeah, I mean, something it, isn't adding up here. I mean, it was, uh, <coughs> and unfortunate too, because some, some, uh, some people, some young people in particular, uh, had their lives altered, uh, negatively uh, and impacted uh, negatively for the, for the rest of their lives. And Terrible. I, I got to say, in this country and probably even around the world, I mean, fixing games, it's really like one step below like or above, however you want to look at it. Not quite as bad as being like a pedophile. I mean, it's close. I mean, that's just the way you're treated. You fix a game, man, you are marked for life. I mean, that is not a good thing. Uh, again, just hearing his first-hand accounts, and like it, you're 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 at Caesars at that point. I was right? at Caesars. You're at Caesars, and Jimmy, of course, was at the Mirage. Uh -huh. Yeah, um, Michael Jack was at the Barbary. Barbary so Cross was right, all, across right there, all, all right there, right there, all, all on that uh, corner of great, Las Vegas Boulevard and, yeah. and Great uh, Network and Flamingo. Flamingo. Yeah. Great and Network down. Uh, and I, I'd also forgot the, the Treasure Island store that Jimmy said on that is pretty, pretty, pretty fun as well. Yeah. Uh, Good old T.I. All right, let's uh, roll back into the NFL here. The Chicago Bears off the bye. Taking on the Detroit Lions. The Bears should have beat these Lions a few weeks ago. In Detroit. In Detroit, but uh, 
point. Was it a uh, disaster his last six minutes for the Bears in that game? Two late touchdowns by the Bears yeah. in that game, right? Detroit uh, comes from behind. Bears beat Minnesota without a touchdown two Mondays ago and now back home. Chris, if, if you want to lay the Detroit Lions, the best number in Las Vegas right now behind us, three flat on the Lions in this one on the road at Soldier Field. I, you know, I, I like the higher number. I'm not, I'm not saying I particularly like the Lions, but I thought three and a half was a better number than three. So I used three and a half quite a bit during the week. But we got a lot of play on the dog, especially, uh, you know, Jimmy didn't have a ticket, but I got another 29 bet earlier this morning uh, on the dog. So uh, we did have to go to three. And, uh, you know, Jeff, it's funny. We have the best number right now. When I go back to three and a half, that'll be the best number again if you want to play the dog. You know, so either way, we do everything here at 11 to 10. And, you know, I got to be honest with you. Sometimes it comes back and bites us in the ass. There's no question about it. But don't ever cry for us. We'll be okay. You know, when you live by the sword, you die by the sword. If it comes three, you know, we take a licking and keep on ticking for you guys that remember the old Timex commercial. We'll be open on Monday. Yep. But the thing... The thing about this, this professional, Chris, you opened this game four on Sunday night. Uh, and so yeah, I like the higher number, professionals yeah. took the four. They take, they're taking the three and a half and, uh, believing that the, the, that the bears are a live dog here fields. Um, you know, something he's, I think he's, he, he, I don't want to say he's fighting for his job, but in, in a way he, he is, is right. When you face it, let's yeah. face it. And that's, that's the other thing people have to realize too. And these are pro professionals. There are guys People say, you know, tank a lot of a lot of, we and we've got a couple of Patriot fans here. They're yelling yesterday, tank, tank, <laughs> tank. Number one selection. Stop, stop scoring. It was twenty-one-three. They were upset. They, these guys, they're fighting for their jobs. They're not good. Players and coaches don't tank. You know, fans yeah. want draft picks, and you know, no, it's not going to happen. And uh, so. This this is a situation too where you know professionals believe that uh, that the Bears are alive and and the Lions from the second half well, not because they had a good second half last year but I would say the last month but from the last month of la of last year to now this year they're one of the public teams and you oh, have yeah. to you know they they you know they they follow their their coaches persona they're fun to watch let's face it yeah. I mean you, you love watching Campbell uh, and and his team compete um, so this is uh, this is. Right here with it, what you're seeing here with three and three and a half is a, a public versus a, a, a professional yeah. uh, a game in terms of betting. You know, I see, I see uh, some signs out of field. You know, I, I, I got to tell you, my one friend, you know him, Johnny Greco. Yeah, yeah. Another Italian. And he, uh, <laughs> he floated this out today to our group, a bunch of Pittsburgh guys. What if we trade, we Steelers, trade Tomlin to the Bears or Fields? And their number one draft choice. Oh, wow. Johnny Greco playing GM. Johnny Greco <laughs> playing GM. Johnny out there listening? He might be. What's the last coach traded for a player of players? Was it? Uh, might be Belichick. My, no, it was, uh, it had to be. It was after, was it? For after? actual players? Because Sean Payton was technically traded this offseason, but not for players. He well, was for draft races. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, Chucky. In uh, from uh, the oh, Raiders to, to, to Tampa, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Right? Uh, all anyway, I, what do you think? I, mean, I don't Gruden. want to spend too much time on it because we're going to run all, out of time. All, all I will say is because Ryan McCormick and I actually kind of had this conversation yesterday on fields. Uh, if I were the Bears and I was picking number one, 
they're going to pick number one because they have Carolina's pick. And yeah. with New England winning last night, it's a two-game lead on everyone else for Carolina. Yes. Or you understand what I'm saying. Sure. Two games worse than everyone else. It's either one of two things for Chicago, if, at least if I were doing it. It would either be I, – I think Fields should be their quarterback. I do too. I, I'm not I, – I like Caleb Williams. I think he has an amazing skill set. I don't know if it's all the way there. I would definitely not take Drake May at number one. I can tell you that right now. But it's only two courses of action for Chicago. You take the wide receiver at number one at Marvin Harrison Jr., who is, to me, the best player in this draft, and I don't even think it's particularly close. Or do you just trade down and get another King's ransom for picks because there are teams that are going to need quarterbacks that want to move up to one or yeah. two or wherever. Um, and also, too, Arizona's got a complicated situation, too, when they're going to be picking at yeah. the top of the draft because Kyler Murray has looked pretty good since coming yeah. back from his injury. I got to tell you, in my humble opinion, I'm always looking to trade down. Okay. I'm looking to trade down. You know, so many, like, let's go through the league. How many of these quarterbacks that got traded up for? By the way, we saw one last night, Mitch Trubisky. Yep. They traded up, you know, I hate oh, to, uh, well, uh, there's another he, Chicago. Yeah. Trade up one spot. Yeah. He, for, he, for a guy that, you know, I mean, if, if the, if the first read isn't there, he's done, you know, but I mean, there's so, it's so, Hit and miss, and I think Fields has some potential. Let's get some players around him. I think trading down would stock up their roster with some pretty good players. I, I'm highly in favor of that. I, I would also fire Eberflus within a second okay. of the season ending as well, uh, and go get uh, go get yourself an offensive minded coach. I will say this, not to uh, disrespect the defensive head coaches now in the NFL. If you're hiring a non offensive head coach at this point, you're doing it wrong. Just the way that the league is, and now that right. it's starting to turn back towards the defenses. Well, I see whoever, some of these totals. Yeah. Whoever cracks the code now would be the ones uh, that you would look at. By the way, uh, other other coaches that were traded. One of my favorite ones ever. Herm Edwards was traded from the Jets to the Chiefs. The Jets drafted Leon Washington with that draft pick, and Leon Washington was a really good player, uh, special teams running back yeah. uh, for the Jets in the mid two thousands. All right, uh, Carolina, New Orleans. Uh, Derek Carr somehow was limited in practice today with a, with a shoulder, a rib, and he's still technically in concussion protocol. The second time in concussion protocol within a month. By the, the, way. the money showed on New Orleans. Well, I think how much of that is just a fade of Carolina at this point with the Saints up to six. But I mean, we we've been. This is a toggler between five and six, and okay. even today at five and a half, they laid me the five and a half, and I'm up to six. You know, Jeff, this is one of those games. Could there be much a much worse game on the schedule? I have two tons of action on this game. Hmm. It's oh, unbelievable. It rivals, Chris. I, <laughs> the battle for the South. Yeah, hey, uh, look, this, this one is legitimate. You throw the record books out when they play. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. I, I mean, I can't believe it. I have so much business on this game. You, 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 you would, you would die if you saw it. But you know, God bless. And I think the number. What did I make this number? I actually made it a little higher. I made it seven. Oh man, I really don't believe in Carolina in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so I, I, I prefer staying on on the higher end of it. But it's six everywhere, Vinny. I, I, you know, it's it'll surprise you which uh, games do uh, do quite a bit of business sometime, and this is clearly one of them. I mean, the Saints have to; they're in a must-win situation. I mean, this is going to be the division that has probably the worst, the you know, the lowest percent winning percentage, right? Uh, I mean. Uh, I know the Falcons are finally at 500, but um, they're all going to battle each other and head-to-head, -head, and this is a game that the Saints have to have. And I think that's got a lot to do with the, the, the mindset of the betters here in, in, in going with – it's it's as much a play against, I think, Carolina 
than yeah. uh, Carolina uh, was a little better last week. Well, I, the weather might have helped with that too, I, and the fact that three of the starting, you know, top uh, running uh, or linebackers, both starting linebackers were out. Uh, well, and, and some other injuries that I, occurred I was for, preface for the Bucs. by saying, yeah, they were a little yeah. bit better. They averaged four yards to play against uh, Tampa's defense with no yeah. linebackers. That's so, not good. No. Um, Just, so. so, I mean, I think the weather really was an equalizer there. Uh, in, in, in that case, it was a uh, – I'm surprised it didn't get – well, I guess it was not lightning. In Pittsburgh, there was lightning. That's why I stopped yeah. it. Let's go to the other NFC South. Really, we put both NFC South matchups in the same week. Yeah, that's, there you that's, go. That's very nice of us, League. Uh, Falcons are one-and-a-half-point favorites. They already beat Tampa in Tampa earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Now back home, one-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, which is actually market low on Atlanta. It's basically two blanketed across yeah. except for behind us. 41 to total. Uh, all I will say is I watched every single snap of that Falcon-Jet game, and uh, I, I had a headache at the end of it. Uh, but the Falcons were very lucky that the Jets were just impossibly inept as they've been the entire season. Uh, Atlanta won a game last week with 13 points, three yards per play. Uh, the only thing they did right on offense is they didn't turn the ball over. Uh, they were plus three on the turnover differential, which ended up really being the difference in the game more than anything. Uh, with that said, I like the Falcons in this they game really- back at home. I, you know what? At some point, Chris, and I've been saying this all year, and I know right now we get Atlanta is in first place in the division. They're just so much more talented they than are. all these other yeah. teams in the division. The only reason they're in this position is because their quarterback's the quarterback terrible. Play, yeah, uh, but and, this is a quarterback league, though, yeah, Jeff. But, yeah, well, hundred percent. That's why. Look, that's why they're six and six and not nine yeah. and three. And like, whoa, wait a second, maybe Atlanta could could beat the, the NFC East champion in round one. I mean, they're going to be a big dog regardless. Sure of whether it's Philadelphia or Dallas as the runner-up, I should say, yeah. in the NFC East. Tampa's still battling injuries, too. They're going yep. on the road. I, <clears throat> I, I'm short of a field goal, I like the Falcons here at home. So refresh my memory, Atlanta won in Tampa. Yes. yes. Okay. Despite yes. three critical turnovers. Ritter had a turnover I have one. I mean, yeah. My good friend, and I haven't seen him in years, Mark Henderson. I love this guy. He was a terrific guy. He used to call these a major reverter. Okay. So major reverter. So Atlanta won in Tampa. Tampa's going to go into Atlanta and win. <laughs> Mark, I hope you're out there listening. I hope you're well. I love you, buddy. But uh, I personally don't like the game. What did I make it? Uh, I made it two and a half, which is what I opened. Okay. But money showed on the dog, which is why I'm at one and a half here. I think we'll see some Falcon money. It will end up being a, a two-way game, I, I, I suspect anyway. I think uh, – uh, Falcons run the ball. Their defense is good. They're, they're much better at home, too. And they're, they're used to playing in close games, right? And when you look at uh, a, a lot of their games, uh, they're close. So um, I think they're just a healthier team here. So I, I suspect that we'll see uh, some some Falcon money when the public really starts pressing up their bets uh, over the course of the weekend. Again, yeah, ugly division. But like I said, and you said it, Chris. Somebody's got to win it. It's a quarterback league. Someone's got to win it. That team just has so much talent. But the one position you need to at least be half decent at, they are not even close to even being half decent. And Mayfield's a warrior. So there's there's an edge. Yeah. I mean, if Atlanta had Baker Mayfield, Atlanta would be winning the division by three, four games right now. Um, All right. Let's go to a game that's flipped favorites here. And this is. This is one that fascinated me. We, Vinny, you and I talked about this a little bit with Alex yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati has flipped from where you opened before the Monday night game, where it was Indy two and a half on the road, 
Jake Browning that has mm-hmm. arguably the best quarterback game of the entire season from anyone, as we all expected going into the year, Chris. It looked like he was back at Folsom High. He was great. He After really the, was. Once they let him start throwing a ball, he yeah. was great. The only ridiculous play in that game was Tyler Boyd throwing it right oh, to yeah. Josh Allen, which, okay, sure. Uh, but, Chris, uh, you reopened pick, mm-hmm. and now it's Cincy minus two. I have no clue what to do with this game because I do think the Bengals at home at Browning can even be half as good as what he did on Monday night. I do think they are more talented than Indy. It's just the quarterback position. But the Colts just keep finding ways to win games behind Minshew and company and right now are in great position to make the postseason this year. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I made it pick after the Monday night game. Listen, I root for a kid like – What's his name again? Jake Browning. Browning. I root for a kid like that because I think he never really got his chance. But he looked like, you know, I, and I like I, I said, I went back and read the scouting report on him. His arm strength looked a little weak, and that's why he didn't get drafted. Uh, but he was very accurate. The coaching staff, and by the way, I knocked Zach Taylor a ton when he first started. He has really kind of figured out the game. He's gotten better and better as a coach. Uh, but they figured out what he could do. They let him do it, and he looked very good. Now, I got to tell you, Jeff. I'm looking for a bit of a regression to the mean here. Uh, do I love the Colts? No, but I really thought Pickham was the right number. And uh, but the money showed on the Bengals, and that's why I'm at two. But uh, you know, I'm okay with it. You know, we just let the chips fall where they may. And I think two's okay. I mean, I think Pickham was okay here. And if I wind up needing the Colts, then I'm okay. If it continues to climb, I think that folks may be waiting, and particularly pros, may be waiting for a three, Chris. If, uh, sure. If, because perception is reality to a lot of a, a lot of a lot of people, right? And uh, I think what what's fresh in their mind is what they saw in, uh, uh, on prime time uh, the other night. So, uh, look, think about it: Minshew versus Browning. It just, I t- I'll tell you one thing, um, and this doesn't really surprise me, although I think the Bengals' defense is. Is okay. Uh, you wouldn't have known by the other night. The total is getting played uh, over here, right? I think it's up three points. Uh, yeah, open forty-one and climbing. So <clears throat> I don't think there's a real shock there because we do know that the the Colts can score points, and we did see the other night uh, that uh, uh, the uh, the Bengals are, are still a, a potent offense. So uh, that that doesn't really surprise me that the total continues to go up. I, I again, I'm not. I probably won't end up touching this game. Indy, I, Shane Steichen deserves coach of the year votes if this team no makes question. the postseason. You lose your quarterback in game four. Absolutely. I, He's done a fantastic job. What, this is a six-and-a-half win total team, too, as well? I said oh they're God, already yeah. over yeah. in 12 games. I, I mean, look, the, the as wild as we all expected it to be, the AFC South has taken advantage of the AFC being down this year, where you have three teams that are seven or five or better through 12 games. Mm-hmm. No one expected that especially with the Titans being the one bringing up the rear at four and eight right. on their season as well. All right, one more uh, one more 10 a.m. Pacific game, the Houston Texans, another 7-5 and five team. Going to New York, taking on the New York Jets. Zach Wilson feels like playing, so he'll get the start for the Jets this week. Wow. Uh, you know, all I'm going to say is we, we, we talked about this when Boyle was put in for Wilson. The betting market told you all you needed to know with that move, where that game against Miami moved two and a half points quickly to the Dolphins. Tim Boyle gets benched for Zach Wilson, and this game immediately goes from six and a half to four. So, again, 
Not saying Zach Wilson's even an NFL starting quarterback, but he's better than Tim Boyle. I can tell you that. Didn't they release Boyle too? They yeah, did. yeah the Flyers just caught him. Yeah. They, they signed uh, Rippin from uh, the uh, Rams practice squad there you go. or the Seattle practice, whatever practice squad he was on. He was on someone's practice squad. Uh, but Chris, down to three and a half now with the Texans. Total has been what's been smashed, though, in this game from 37 to 33 on this one. Weather going to be awful at MetLife as well. Same sort of deals as in Baltimore. The big move came when Wilson was announced to start. How sad is that? My first thing, I said, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) I mean, is he better than Boyle? Yeah, of course he is. You know, okay. But two and a half points better. Guys are putting their hard-earned money on the Jets. I got to tell you, I, I need the Texans pretty good here. I'm fine with that. That's okay. Can't blame you. I think the Texans are, you know, a good team. We talk about coach of the year. D'Amico Ryan's has to get sure. a whole bunch of votes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, I mean, uh, he's a, a young coach with a young quarterback. I don't think I, I can speak for myself. I certainly didn't expect anything out of this team this year. They are certainly one of the big, big surprises. And I got to tell you, I really like this team and the future. I'd say looks pretty bright for this Houston team because it's a quarterback league, but you know, Jeff, it's it's a coach league too, and I think they've got those two pieces in place. And I got to, I'm going to need the Texans here. I'm okay with that. They still, I think, film the majority of soap operas in New York, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, here's one of them because this is absurd. <laughs> what's going on with this with this organization? Um, and and leaks and this you know you got Aaron Rodgers now uh, you know it's a, it, it it's it's a dysfunctional organization now that said there's still support for 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 the Jets in this game and I think part of it too is that the, the Texans have quite a few injuries and including I think Tank Dell is going to miss this week so when you look at the Texans injuries which for the most part they've they've had to deal with for for the better part of a month or five weeks. Uh, and they continue to uh, to compete and, and uh, compete for a playoff spot. Uh, to Chrissy's point, yeah, terrific coaching. They've drafted well, right, including mm-hmm. Stroud. So they're well, it's an organization very much in sync. Well, they they look they the second third picks in this past draft. Mm-hmm. Will Anderson is a front runner for yep. defensive rookie of the year, yep. and, and CJ Stroud, Stroud is, is going to win offensive yeah, rookie of the year, barring. Something really ridiculous in the last month. I mean, you could. I think some people would make a case for Nakua, but you know, the, the quarterback ah, who the touches quarterback the ball, the yeah, wide t- touches the ball on every snap. You know, so uh, uh, I, I, all, all I will say is, with uh, w- with the Texans, the one concern that I have, even though they got away with it last week, which I still don't know why that t- defensive touchdown got ruled a non-touchdown, but the refs have. The refs have been spectacular in their own way this year. We'll just go with that. Um, I would pick a different adjective, but okay. I, I, yeah, I, I, right. I, I hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, oozing with sarcasm on my end. Here. Okay, but uh, but uh, CJ Stroud has been a little loose with the ball the last month. He's Inca- had more interceptions yeah. right in the last few weeks. He's yeah. been a little loose with the ball, and the Jets still have a top flight defense, <clears throat> regardless of what no train question. wreck. I mean, they have the, they're on pace for the least amount of offensive touchdowns for a team in the NFL, and it hasn't been scraped since the early 90s in the Seattle Seahawks when those teams were really bad in the early 90s. So it has been a long time since we've seen an offense this inept in the NFL. I'm just wondering if there's this is a game where the Jets' defense turns over Stroud and this thing is a lot closer than it needs to be because of that. So uh, I'm not touching this game. I 
I think. I would not chase a bad number with this team, especially, uh, even though it is north of a field goal in an inclement weather game. All right, let's go to the juggernaut, the Niners. Boy, just they spotted Philadelphia quarter, and it didn't matter. Mm. Just a prolific <clears throat> beatdown the last three quarters in South Philly by the Niners of the Eagles. Now they see the, the Seahawks for the second time in three games. And, Chris, we talked about it last Friday after their tight loss to Dallas. This season is squarely on the brink for the Seattle Seahawks right now, where they're six and six after being six and three. They have this one, and then they have Philadelphia next week. They could be six and eight going into three winnable games the last three weeks of the season and needing to win them all and getting some help, especially losing to the Rams twice this year. It is 12. That's also the market low right now because there's some third. 13 and a half in the market now. I was very fortunate because I did like I do like the Niners. Mm-hmm. Not not so much at this number, but I did like them earlier in the week. I had a high number. Somebody took 13 and a half yep. off me. And I wound up going and I saw the market drop and I went down to 11 and a half. They took that off Ooh. me. So I got two pretty nice-sized bets. Um, and what I would say aren't great numbers. So right now I'm willing to take a little bit of action on the Niners. Uh, I moved it up when I saw um, names, names, names. What's the quarterback's name for Seattle? Oh, Geno Smith. Geno yeah. Smith. Yeah. So Geno Smith looks like he's questionable or doubtful for this game. Uh, so I moved it up quickly, so I didn't take a bet to move it back up. But right now, if they play, I'm, I'm really in pretty good position with the favorite. And I think money will continue to come in on the favorite. And, uh, you know, again, that's okay. I think I'm all right. Uh, I'm not really looking to take any huge stands if I don't have to. But uh, I like the favorite here, and they, I got plenty of money on the dog. So real quick, Vinny, before before you go ahead here, Pete Carroll today not committal on Geno Smith's status, questionable groin. If he doesn't go, it's Drew Locke. They signed Sean Mannion off their practice squad. So uh, it is uh, not, a, not, not looking great, Vinny, for the prospects of Geno Smith this week. Well, uh, look, I think we saw the real <clears throat> Niners last week, and again, I, I don't want to overreact but i've said all when they're healthy there's they're the best team in the league now the one key injury they had was was a month ago um their uh their one of their safeties in, and he was lost for the season but they have a terrific pass rush which makes the secondary better uh, and that certainly helps but to me if you look at the, when they lost those three games in a row their mvp is uh Debo. Yeah. I mean, I mean he was amazing. Let's face it. Side. I mean, he does it all and he makes everybody else better. Yeah. McCaffrey's terrific. Uh, uh, you know, everything they, they do is, is, is good. But I think without Debo Sam, it's, they're a, they're a different team. And as long as he and the rest of this team stay healthy, they're going to be pretty significant favorites, uh, for, for the remainder of the season and certainly going into the postseason. So, um, yeah, I do. And I think, to Chris's point, I think we're going to continue to see Niner money right up and right up until kickoff. And don't forget, this is an afternoon game, so there's going to be a morning carryover to it. Uh, and I, I, I'd be surprised if it comes back down. I think it'll continue to go up. Well, I, I'm with Vinny. I think Debo Samuel, and they got a lot of talent on this Oof, team, by yeah. the way. But I still think Debo Samuel Kittle. is probably their best player. Yeah, yeah. Kittle. We never yeah. even mentioned Purdy, hey, who Purdy. might be the MVP. Well, Purdy right yeah. now. Yeah. Most, most books that have those numbers up. Purdy yeah. is the betting favorite He's right favorite. now to win the yeah. MVP. Yeah, so we didn't even talk about him yet. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I you know, I just checked. 
I got them four and a half, five points better than any team in yeah. the league. Yeah, you know, that's, that's how much I, I think. Giant. It's giant, but I mean, you know, we could talk about it. I that, I think a, a fully healthy 49er team, which we've seen after those three games where they had a lot of injuries and did not play well, but a fully healthy 49er team, I honestly believe is four and a half, five points better than any team in the league. Well, I mean, just look at the two games against the two competitors in yeah. the NFC when they were healthy. A 23-point win last week against Philadelphia in Philly. In Philly. And yeah. in the 42 to 10 game against Dallas that was not even that close. Yeah. I mean they they've just eviscerated plus 55 against the only two teams in that conference mm -hmm. that could possibly beat them in a playoff game. If they stay healthy, they're getting here to Las Vegas. Yeah. It's just going to be a yeah, matter of right. can they finish the deal against whoever the AFC representative yeah. is. I mean, you know, health means such a oh, big difference course. in yes. December and January. It really does. Mm -hmm. But if they stay healthy, they're that much better than everybody else. Well, 100%. Uh, I mean, for them, they, Joe, they're not going to see Joe Burrow, who right now yeah. that's the only non-coin flip loss they had. The other two yeah. games were flips. I mean, Purdy turned it yeah. over against Minnesota, and they just played horribly in that Cleveland game, and everyone got hurt in the middle of right. it. So. Uh, regardless, uh, you're allowed to have a bad three-game stretch, especially if you have it in October. A lot better yeah, don't do it in January. Don't do it, <laughs> don't do it in December or January. All right, let's uh, – I, uh, I was down on the strip yesterday for the in-season tournament and just walking around. There, were a lot, there was a lot of purple already for the Minnesota Viking fans. Oh, really? Oh, who uh, wow. are, are going to make a, a, a big trip, Minneapolis in December, to come to Vegas? Sign me up. <laughs> for those Viking fans, uh, Josh Dobbs is going to start. There was yeah, some question about sure. that after how uh, Kevin O'Connell talked after their loss to Chicago on Monday night two Mondays ago. Uh, Raiders also uh, back in action. Aiden O'Connell, of course, we know it's his team the rest of the way when Antonio Pierce is the interim. Uh, Vikings are three. Chris, I like the Raiders outright in this I, game. Yeah, Jeff, I was going to be ashamed to say I made yeah. the game pick them. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen. Uh, we we talked about it with Browning, and we're seeing it with Josh Dobbs. Oh yeah, it, we we know why he was a I think it was a six round draft choice. We know why he's bounced around the league quite a bit. Listen, we all everybody knows the story. He's you know a rocket scientist. He's smart as hell. Certainly a much better athlete than anybody sitting here in this room. Sorry guys, but uh, <laughs> wait a second, I got my highs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he he's just not a starting quality quarterback over the long term, and you know like I said now they've had two weeks to get him ready for this game, but I still think I think the Raiders are you know playing much better under Antonio Pierce, and I thought this game really should be a pick 'em. I opened at two, they laid me the two, they they laid me two and a half. I've been at three. Once I got to three, I'm actually toggling a little bit back and forth between two and a half and three. But I, I got to tell you. I like the Raiders in this spot. There'll be Raider support, as there is most most every week. Uh, most of the time, they've, uh, we've seen quite a bit of Raider support. And no real surprise about all the uh, purple jerseys, right, Chris? We've seen uh, visit visiting teams uh, come here in, in really in droves for uh, for every every Raider game. So um, it's uh, listen, it's a great it's it's a great experience too Why, with you? the packages here. Everybody wants to come to Las Vegas and be part of the Las Vegas. Uh, experience and uh, it's it's not it's not unusual to see uh, the visiting teams represented uh, to the level they are. And Vinny, let me excuse yeah, me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Let me ask you something, Vinny. Yeah. In, in your many years behind the counter, 
Did you always get a lot of futures money on Minnesota teams? I I I don't know if it was just mm. me being and I but I'm getting it here in the South Point too. Over the years, I always get Twins money and I always get Vikings well, money in the future book. Oh, well, I mean, okay. always, always. I could tell you this. In, yeah, 19, in 1991, absolutely yes. Oh, man. <laughs> well, 87 as well? And uh, 87, yeah. but yeah, we it, it was not as bad as, as, as 90. Well, what made, what made 91, uh, what compounded it was, it was, it was also the Braves. Right. There was two teams that went from worst well, to first. Well, they're worst to first those years, right? Uh, yeah. And, and no team had done it in, in over 100 years. And that year, two teams did it uh, from, from the previous year. But, yeah, Chris, a lot of support for, from Minnesota. Always. But not quite as much as Chicago. Always I, I love Chicago. Chicago but um, not – yeah, it's a it's a great point that you bring up. Yeah, I, I mean, I I've, I always yeah. notice it. A lot yeah, of money lot in the future. Of By the way, can I tell you something about that ninety one year? Yeah, that year ninety one. I'm like every other guy in this industry took a total bath, killing, and going into the World Series. Is there any way out of this? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how how much we lose, you know. But since I was in the satellite business at the time, so you can't believe how many casinos. Wanted to get out of the sports book business. Uh, I came and contacted little old Club Calneva to run their sports book. They didn't want the risk, yeah. So that was, it was one of those deals, like the short term was horrible. Long term is one of the best things that's ever happened to us. If if the industry was as big as it is today, let's let's say if it was like even with the Knights when they're in their first year because what the exposure was there. Would have even been even worse. Still to this day, the worst yeah. future beating we ever took, I think, because of the. the I mean, the, I mean, it was a double-edged sword. I mean, yeah. this would be the equivalent this year if you had the 2024 World Series of the Washington Nationals and the Kansas City Royals. That's oh, essentially yeah. what it would be for that '91 yeah. series. Yeah. Well, ne- if next we year Super Bowl is the Jets and the Giants. Unless Rodgers comes back, Chris, we don't have to worry about that at least for another seven years, <laughs> at least. Uh, all right, let's go to Denver and the Chargers. Uh, Chris, you're the lone flat three left in the market here. There's even some two and a half starting to pop on LAC. Yeah. Uh, Denver taking money. Uh, the Chargers, you know, it almost went according to plan, what I said on Friday last week with the Chargers. They're going to look awful. They're going to lose to New England, and Brandon Staley's going to get fired. Well, they looked awful. But New England was so impossibly awful that and Brandon the Staley's still your found guy. A way to win six nothing uh, with New England completing that first stretch of uh, three straight games where their defense allowed ten or less, and they went zero and three since the nineteen thirty eight Chicago Cardinals did it, which is uh, which is fabulous. Uh, I will say this at three, and it's still the best number on the Broncos right behind us. This is another one. I like the three point dog outright. I like the Broncos to win this game. At the Chargers and really put the nail in the coffin for the for for LA this year. Well, I made a number two and a half. I did open three and they wound up taking it. I went quickly two two and a half. Uh huh. Couple of my absolute sharpest players are on the Chargers. Okay, interesting. On the Chargers here, and uh, you know I I'm not crazy about them myself. I think I said weeks ago I thought Denver was going to go on a run. They almost pulled it out last week. You know they easily could have. Uh, but I have to respect these guys that bet me the Chargers. And like I said, I made it two and a half. It's not sure. like it's, you know, I'm way off. You know, but uh, like I said, I got to respect the money when these guys came in and played, and that's why I'm at three, and I'll probably be at three for a little while. But, uh, I, you know, listen, I'm sure guys out there who want to take, they'll come in here and take three and lay 11 to 10. 
going to be the best number they'll ever see. And uh, I'm sure I'll see a plenty of that between now and uh, Sunday. The Chargers won a game by scoring six points last week and lost two games this year scoring 36 and 38. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I didn't check, but I'll believe you. Uh, and I think both of them were at home as well to the Dolphins. And I think the, was it the Browns? Either way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chrissy mentioned the Broncos really were one pass away. I mean, it, that last pass of the game was was intercepted. If it was if it was caught, it was it was, it was going to be a touchdown for yeah. them. Um, yeah, I think this is going to continue to toggle back and forth. Frankly, between uh, you know, folks will lay the two and a half and take the three. Um, I, I you know, it's you just it's hard to figure. You got a good defense in 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 Denver, and you just I don't know which Charger team is going to be here. What do you what do you see? I mean, teams are uh, teams love going against this. This this Charger defense, I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable how, and they've got some some pretty quality defense def, defend defensive players on this team. Oh, yeah. It's amazing just how they, they they just get scored on the way they do. Well, so we'll find out. They but. haven't been able to put it together since they got rid of Marty Schottenheimer. That's yeah. got to be what even, even fifteen then, years ago. Yeah. Even then, they'd win their fourteen games and lose in the first round of the. They playoffs. were fourteen and two, but they lost to yeah. to New England. You know, I mean. You know, I mean, and they fired Schottenheimer because of that. I don't know. Let's go to uh, Buffalo and Kansas City. No Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs. Yeah. So it's going to be a whole boatload of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I know my friends in Kansas City love to hear that, Chris. <laughs> uh, it's down to one. Uh, it's not like Buffalo has had the most straightforward week. That whole report with Sean McDermott and uh, uh, questionable motivational tactics yeah. to say the very Find least. a different metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I would tell you. I mean, Brilliant. Uh, yeah. I mean, jeez. Uh, but, uh, Chris, it's down to one with Kansas City, a one-point home favorite, 48 and a half. Of course, the Chiefs we saw on Sunday night fall short in Green Bay. They're eight and four. They're still going to win the division, but very much looking like they're going to have to at least play a road game in the AFC playoffs for the first time in the Mahomes era. Yeah, this is a flawed team. We've seen flawed teams win championships. And could they still win a championship? Absolutely. But I opened this two and a half. I thought that was a good number. And it's, you know, and the whole time, like my guys would be saying, hey, it's down to two. It's not, hey, when they bet me, I'll move it. Then this morning it was two. And it's like, you know, hey, man, it's down to one, one and a half. Well, when they bet me, I'll move it. Then, then it goes to one. I go to one and a half. I, it's on the one and pick. I said, when they bet me, I'm, well, guess what? They've been betting me. So, I mean, I, right now, if they kick off now, you know, I need the Chiefs pretty good in this game. Um, not that I particularly like them because I know every game is life and death for the Bills, you know, from now till the end of the season. And I have a lot of respect for this Bills team. I really think they're good. They've lost a, a lot of close games. And, uh, you know, they, they just put so much on Josh Allen and, you know, I, I kind of feel for the kid because I think a lot of times it's not necessarily his fault. You know, I mean, it's a team game, but he has made some crucial mistakes. There's no question about it. But, I, you know, I, yeah. if I need the Chiefs here, I'm, I'm okay with that. Two good, terrific quarterbacks uh, here. This is, is going to be a fun game to watch. Um, coaching advantage certainly goes to Andy Reid. I would and, say so. And, I, look, if we have to have the Chiefs going for us, that's that's not a bad it's position really, to be in, and I think at some point there'll be Chiefs money. I think so. Uh, yeah. You know, we're we're never we're never short. Now, I will say this: we've actually needed the Chiefs more the, in more games this year than yeah. than in previous than previous years with Mahomes, right, Chris? Yeah. So, if this is another one, so be it. It's 
you just book it and and you take the action and, and like we said, man, the final score here to take bets. That's it. And there you go, bud. Yeah. We're going to win about half. That, we're going to lose about that's half. That's right. That's just there the way it goes. Yeah. You know, I, I will say this from the Buffalo side of things, where I don't know if this team is capable of going on a run. I, I, I haven't thought it the whole year. I'm not going to change. I know you've been very anti-Buffalo. I, I, again, I thought they, at the beginning of the year, I thought that them and Cincinnati were treated, they should have been flipped how they were treated. I thought the Bengals should have been treated the way Buffalo was and then vice versa. Of course, that ended up not being correct because the Bengals had a mess and Burrow got hurt and all that fun. Uh, but, I, I mean, for Buffalo, I mean, this remaining schedule, if they lose this game and they're 6-7, and seven, they are playing for their season against Dallas next week, mm-hmm. which is not really what you want to be doing. But if they do pull the short upset at Arrowhead on Sunday, all right, you know what? You look at that Dallas game, it's at home. It could be basically a flip with them and Dallas at home. Maybe Dallas, maybe a one-point road favorite, depending on result on Sunday night. Depends against depends Philadelphia. On any injuries and, and you know, I how, mean, they, how but they both come out of the game. It looks a lot more rosy for Buffalo potentially sneaking in the playoffs and then being a threat as a wild card. But you got to do it first against Kansas City if you want that conversation to be had uh, this upcoming week. And they also have a weak in-conference record. This year, which may play a role bad, yeah. um, in tiebreakers. Tiebreaker. All right, let's go to Philly and Dallas. Sunday Night Football. NBC with a home run with this matchup being as good as it's going to be on Sunday night. Uh, Chris, this is three and a half now with Dallas laying it. You open three. They laid you pretty quickly up to the three and a half. Hasn't mm-hmm. moved since. 52 to total. I, I I really do like Dallas in this game. I think at the, at the moment they are the better football team. But as I brought up earlier on the college games, even though I like Mike McCarthy, the play caller, and he looks like he's going to be there after having an appendectomy just two days ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I had one of those too. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I got to tell you, those yeah. things hurt like hell. Yeah, five days after the surgery, he's going to be Ooh. there on Sunday night. Can the Philadelphia coaching staff outwit Dallas's coaching staff? That's really what the, the thing comes in to me. If they are, this game should be a field goal game and Philly covers. If not, Dallas, who's been just unbelievable at home the last year and a half. Uh, again, I think this is right. I think they should be north to three at home with the way these teams have trended the last month. Well, they have one of my strongest home field advantages, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas. But uh, nonetheless, I, there's no chance I would lay three and a half in this game. <laughs> I mean, to me, and I made the number three, so it's not like I'm going to, you know, rush to the counter and take three and a half. But, I mean, to me, it'd be a take or pass because I think, uh, you know, just I, I thought threes are the right number. So getting that extra hook, we all know how important that three is. Uh, I, I would probably take uh, the three and a half if I was out there betting. And, again, that's one of those. When they're going to lay me the three and a half, and if I go into this game even Philly, then that's just the way it's going to be. Cowboy, well, we've been, we've been saying all along that there are two teams that need to show us they can beat a quality opponent. In the AFC, it's Miami, and they're going to get their chance coming up. In the NFC, it's the Cowboys. Well, here it is. This is this is their opportunity. They, they battled pretty good. I mean, they uh, up in Philly not so long ago uh, in that game. By the way, the Eagles are not as healthy as they were uh, today, as That's a, today as they were in that game. Uh, Dallas, the healthier team here. Uh you know, now I think a lot of a lot of play against the, uh, the Eagles is based on what happened last week against the Niners and the way that the the Cowboys are playing, which is good to their credit. 
Um, I I think we're gonna want you know we're gonna probably need the Eagles going in, into into this game. This is mm-hmm. a prime time game too, so plenty of carryover. This game goes up. The fact that it has not come back down to three tells me that this you know that the pros are waiting, thinking that they're going to get more based on exactly what I'm talking about, and because the public I think is going to be all over uh, the Cowboys. But this, by the way, this rodeo week. Trust me when I tell you, you saw a lot of purple around town. There's a lot of uh, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of be there's a lot of many. Dallas Cowboy uh, uh, jerseys uh, running around as well. We have a, you know because this is a big rodeo uh, you know, hotel and everything. By the way, we're over a hundred percent sold. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping for some cancellation, but we do a promotion every year with all the rodeo people. We give you know, and you have to qualify for something or other, and you get a free Super Bowl ticket, a futures bet, fifty bucks. Ninety percent is on the Cowboys every single year. <laughs> yep, every single year, ninety percent on the. There Cowboys. you go. So we start out. Know with your that clientele. You go. Know the clientele. Yeah. An important deal in this business for sure. All right, the Monday night, two games at the same time on Monday night. I don't get this, but okay. Uh, Miami and Tennessee is the one that's first in the rotation number, so we'll hit that one first uh, before we get to Vinny's guy Tommy DeVito to close out the show today. Uh, Chris. You opened 13 on Miami, mm-hmm. bet quickly to 14. Mm-hmm. Now it's coming back down the ladder, back to the mm-hmm. opener at 13, 46 to total. You know, just Miami's team profile, Tennessee's a bad team. It's a home game. This is the type of team Miami has walloped so far this Man. year. I keep saying diminishing returns on some of these big numbers. But the returns haven't diminished all that much no, with no, Miami. No, no, no. So, so I'd be careful with this one. But I got to tell you, I did make the number 12. And okay. when they laid me the 13, it was one of my sharp guys that bet me the minus 13. So I said, well, hell, I'm not going to mess around with this. I went to 14 immediately. And they took the 14. They took the 13 F. So I'm back to 13. But um, <laughs> I'm looking for diminishing returns. But that has not happened too much with Miami. I, I just would be careful laying double digits. Uh, you know, it's just so much against my philosophy, but um, tough to bet Tennessee in this spot too. Especially on the road, right? Yeah. Tennessee on the road uh, going into this uh, into this envir- environment. Um, and, uh, you know, the Dolphins looking to keep pace for that for that number one seed uh, in, in the AFC. So uh, I, I think this, there's going to be plenty of Dolphin money here. Um, by the way, love, we, we love, Monday night doubleheaders, which oh, they were staggered, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, even staggered. if it was an hour staggered. 4.30 and 5.30 would have been ideal, yeah. but again, uh, I'm not going to complain about uh, two Thursday night games. You and I had this conversation on Monday, yeah. and I want to bring Chris in on yeah. this. Uh, I, I know you guys don't put up MVP markets here, but I think Tyree Kill is the MVP of the league at the moment. And, even, and if he gets to 2,000 yards, which would be an, a receiving record in the NFL's history, he means more to this team than anyone else means to their team in the NFL. I know Purdy's the favorite. I get it. I don't even think he's the, th- I, I think he's the third most valuable guy to that offense. I think second, but okay. Debo and Christian McCaffrey yeah. to me, I think are more yeah. valuable. If you put Sam Darnold in there, I'm not saying the results are the same, but I don't think it's as big of a drop. Okay. You take Tyree kill out of that offense in Miami. They're still a good offense, but they aren't this high-flying juggernaut that we've seen most of the year. And 
I don't think Tua is as good as he, he is without that guy. Also, where the, the argument would be, oh, why not give it to Tua? No, 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 no. It's the other way around. The receivers made the quarterback better, not the quarterback making the receiver better. And now, even though the impact wasn't immediate in Kansas City, we're seeing the impact okay. this year on KC going from that outfit they had before the Tyree kill trade to, whoa, uh, this is, it took a year, but wow, it's completely different now in Kansas City. Well, I, I absolutely would agree on that last point to really make your case. Yeah. It did take a year, and there are some other people that they did lose at Kansas City. Sure. But with Tyreek Hill, they were, I mean, clearly the best offense. Oh, they in were the unguardable. <laughs> yeah, they're clearly the best. I mean, and now... Like I said, Miami, I guess they're clearly the best under the right circumstances, sure. playing weak teams. You know, yeah. We'll see if that translates to a Super Bowl win. I, I kind of don't think it will. But I do think it's going to translate to a to an AFC championship. And I think if they play the Niners, they'll get stopped. But to your point, um, I, I, I think it was an MOP, most outstanding player. I think he would be the winner. And he's going to win Offensive MVP, Player of the Year. Yeah, I, I think, but MVP, it just it's, it's hard to not win as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, was probably a little, you know. Yeah, I mean, just quarterbacks going to get that that nod. And know? and one other thing with Miami, I, I had this conversation earlier today with a friend of mine. If they this is, the, I don't want to say the window gets a little narrow, but with the way this AFC's played out. Burrow's hurt. The Bills are down. The Chiefs are not the same. Um, a number one seed could be in the grasp for the Miami Dolphins here. They've had one play at home. They've had one home playoff game in the last 20 years. Only oh. one. Only 2008. Wow. Chad Pennington and company got blasted by Baltimore that day after winning the AFC East. You got to take advantage of your windows. If you're Miami, this is the year you got to at least yeah. get to Ask the Super Buffalo. Bowl. Stay yeah, exactly. You got to get there. If you lose to San Francisco, so be it. But if you're Miami, you got to get there uh, and get to the Super Bowl here just due north of us at Allegiant. All right, last game we get to here today on the Friday. Tommy DeVito and company hosting the Green Bay Packers. Tyrod's back. Who cares? It's DeVito's team. That's now right. with Big Blue. Chris, I think you and I have the same thoughts on this game. The Green Bay Packers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Last week, they opened as a six-point underdog at home against Kansas City. Yeah, it was bet down, and they won the game outright. But, Chris, wow. I, you don't see this ever in the NFL. And here we are with a humongous flip from a home dog to a road favorite and a significant road favorite at that. It's only like a 13-point swing. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. uh, well, I mean, listen, I, I do think they deserve to be the favorite. Oh, of course. But, like I said, six and a half. I mean, you're getting up there. Totals 36 and a half. I mean, the kid, DeVito's played pretty good. Yeah, I mean, fine. But, and the other thing, we talked about regression of the mean. We mentioned it a couple of times. I mean, was it not six weeks ago that we were talking about Green Bay made such a big mistake drafting Jordan Love? Oh, yeah. Now he's come on and he's played really well. And I mean, that's part of the growth pattern for any young quarterback turning into a good quarterback. But it wasn't that long ago that I was hearing that, you know, that this was like the, the message out of Green Bay that, oh, man, they just made a mistake. This kid is definitely not the future. Now he does look like the future. He really does. This is a big test going on the road in New York. Uh, I think weather is going to be an issue there. And you're six and a half. You know, it's quite a uh, 
you know, again, I, I don't want to call it quite a mountain to climb. If it was seven, I would say it was a mountain to climb. I mean, you may see seven on a game like this, with you know, depending on how the public does and how they go to work on this game. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. I think this is. <laughs> I think you got to bet the dog, and I wouldn't say dog or pass. I says you got to bet the dog here. Steady diet of Saquon Barkley against uh, against the Packers. Um, Devito, he's listen. His confidence is growing. Uh, he's a fan favorite, uh, which which makes it he's home for this game, which is uh, you know be a different story, obviously. I mean, because what you're you know what this number tells you is you know what are they going to be double digits at home in this game? Probably, I guess, based on sure. what, what, what we're seeing here. A little subplot here <clears throat> too, though. <clears throat> Giant defense playing decent. Martindale. And Dable not on the same page. They're, they're, there's, they're out of it's. It's like uh, Ditka and Buddy Ryan uh, in, in terms of uh, some discontent there, right? Uh, oh yeah. So uh, that's that bears watching here. I think players rally around their coaches a lot of times, though, in, in certain circumstances. Um, the Giants have played pretty spirited football in the last couple of weeks. I think there's going to be even with carryover. I think there's going to be, especially if this game gets to seven. Uh, when I, you know, this this is one of my don't blink if you see if it happens yeah. because uh, it won't last long. I uh, am hoping the seven appears. Yeah, you go because it'll be be ahead of the blink if it uh, if it, we get a seven on the Giants at Green or hosting Green Bay on Monday night. Uh, it looks like the the rain will clear by kick. Oh, really? Okay, so. It's cutting it pretty close. Cutting it close, but looks like it'll be okay on Monday night. Wait, hang on one second. Vinny, is yeah. Art Manteros kicking? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think he's a, it's game a bit time, of an inside game, joke. Game time decision. <laughs> he's the thing is uh, he, he is familiar with the uh, with the surface. My cousin, not in a good way. My cousin tried to kick a field goal there. He wound up in the hospital. <laughs> Wait, seriously? In an ambulance? It's yeah. a long story. Ruptured Achilles? No, no. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. He wound up, he wound up hurting himself kicking field goals, and he got a kidney stone. Wait, what? A medical mystery. <laughs> this is not a lie. <laughs> I was there. I, I, I just, wasn't there. Vinny was. Right, I was. So. I witnessed it. I hey, said on to, that note. <laughs> I think that's a perfect place for us to say. He's okay point. now, so we're allowed yeah, to laugh fun. at him. But, yeah. Chris, Vinny, always a pleasure. We'll see you again <laughs> next Friday for a football Friday at two o'clock. I'm Jeff Parles. We're back tomorrow, 8 a.m. Myself, Alex White. A little bit of a different show with just the one college football game, a little more NFL, a big card of college hoops as well. You got a lot of basketball. Uh, a lot of good ranked matchups tomorrow uh, on the show tomorrow. And also an, an in-season tournament final. The preview. Yeah, the Laker game as well, the right down the street here. And so. the Pacers here in Las Vegas. For Vinny Malio, for Chris Andrews, and Jerry, Sean, Ryan. Great job as always. We'll see you again tomorrow at 8 a.m. Sports by the Books, the show. South Point Studios, the site.